Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Is it me, Amanda Garcia? <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Hurry, we're going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a packed Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, pr927fm.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Be a part of today's show with your comments on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We'll be checking that out throughout this next three hours. Coming up later on on today's program, Malcolm Gray from ECU Baseball or ECU Football Media Relations. He has moved on from baseball to football. Will join us to recap spring football, talk pirate baseball, look around Major League Baseball. Uh, yesterday I said I don't know if the Braves would ever lose again and then they lost a few hours later so uh, we'll talk some MLB Red Hot Rays Braves Brewers and uh, also talk about the teams that are struggling right now we'll do all that with Malcolm Gray coming up later on in hour one hour two we'll play name that sound at four o'clock Shirley Rhodes has another game cooked up for Chandler and I at 4 30 the sound is the goal horn because the Hurricanes winners last night in game two of their series against the Islanders. Mike Maniscalco was on the call, the play-by-play voice of the Hurricanes. He'll join us on a travel day, and we'll talk to Mike around 4.30. They are heading to New York for game three against the Islanders coming up on Friday night. But an overtime win last night. We'll recap it with Mike Maniscalco coming up at 4.30. And then ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall will join us at 5 o'clock. We'll uh, talk pirate football. We'll talk some NFL draft. Believe it or not, we are one week away from the NFL draft. Looks like the Panthers are ready to take Bryce Young. We will discuss that and more with Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, coming up at 5 o'clock. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt's here. Ellerby is here. And we are joined by a special guest in the Pirate Radio studios, Travius Ford, who uh, joins us to talk about his young baseball career. And, uh, Travis, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Blessed to be alive. How you doing? Hey, I, I'm alive as well, and I'm happy about it. That makes three of us. <laughs> Way to go. And uh, Ellerby, you, uh, I guess, ran into Travis as he was talking to your son and his son's team uh, the other day, right? Yeah, I had a chance to uh, meet you on Tuesday after uh, Epps Middle School baseball practice. Uh, Coach Clark, yes, I guess you had a relationship with him. We, we've had Coach Clark on the Pirate Radio podcast. But uh, he said, hey, I want you, want you to come out here and uh, – Listen to this guy. I invited him in to come to practice. I saw you out there swinging the <laughs> swinging the bat a little bit. I was hoping you could play for FC, but uh, obviously you're, you're past that. Yes, but uh, yes, you, you gave a great talk to the uh, Epps baseball team, kind of telling. I mean. You, maybe you can recap it a little bit, uh, but just kind of tell them, I mean, appreciate your parents, work hard, because yes, you, you kind of gave them the ladder of uh, that it's not easy to, <laughs> it's to not play the easy. game of baseball. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Basically, uh, what I was preaching to the young guys, I was just – Wanting them to kind of realize and be aware of like what's important. When I was in the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I didn't have a professional baseball player informing me on what's important, what's valuable at that age. So, if when I was able to preach that message and allow them to like kind of become more aware, like it's gonna be distractions, it's gonna be things in the way uh, from girls, from 
you got guy friends who's not chasing the same thing as you, environments that aren't meant for you. So just getting that message across, hoping they could understand and kind of imply it to their own lives. And uh, you were able to connect with them because you, you grew up here. You, yes, you, you play, you kind of had your story. Give everybody a little bit about your uh, background <laughs> of uh, who Travis Ford is. Well, I was born in Ahoski, North Carolina in Hereford County. And uh, I moved here, me, my mother, and my two older brothers. We moved to Greenville. I was eight years old. They're older than me. And uh, that's when I kind of grew for the love of baseball. I played for Jarman Auto Sales in Little League and having the father figures around of Coach Trent Britt and Eric Jarman, who showed me authority, what discipline is, uh, true structure. It kind of helped me on in my life. So I went from there. I went on to play at EBA Cock uh, for one year for Rodney Harris, who now coaches for Brown and Wood and uh, other, uh, the big, I believe, Big Fry. And... I then went on to play at South Central and Farmville Central, where I eventually graduated. And I uh, went off to play at Spartanburg Methodist, a Division I junior college in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And then I committed to go play at Post University in Waterbury, Connecticut. And my last season was at Barton College here in Wilson, North Carolina. Yes. Well-traveled. Uh, and post, so what was it like, uh, North Carolina boy being in Connecticut? What was that experience like for you? It was freezing, if you want to be up. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cold. It was very cold. Uh, I kind of had to experience shoveling my car out of snow, uh, warming your hands up by the heater before every at-bat. It was, it was much different from the South, uh, but... I was grateful for that. So uh, a lot of stops on the way, and now uh, we were talking to you. Tell us what you're up to now, what you're about to embark in, uh, some pro baseball. Yes, sir. Well, uh, in late January, I was playing in the California Winter League, and I was out there just playing with other uh, free agents. Well, I was re-signed to the USPBL, the United Shore Professional Baseball League in Utica, Michigan. And uh, I was just going out there for at-bats last year. I was hitting the eye with a line drive and almost lost my vision and lost the game of baseball as a whole. Mm. So I wasn't looking for, like, maybe getting picked up by another organization. I was just trying to get some repetitions in. And four days in, the uh, manager for Lake Erie, he traded for me out there. He wanted to know my character off the field. He loved my on-field performance. And uh, two days later, he offered me a contract to come to spring training in Lake Erie, Ohio. I'm, so... I'll be heading to the Crushers in the Frontier League. That's coming up next week. Uh, you, you tell us about the – give everybody a background of what the Frontier League is and uh, Lake Erie, what, what you're about to embark in when you get up there. Uh, well, the MLB draft has now cut from 40 rounds to 20 rounds. And the ML, after that happened, the ML, MLB partnered with four different leagues, the Atlantic League, the Pioneer League, the American Association, and the Atlantic League. And uh, – so that's where they pull players from and purchase their contracts to head to affiliated organizations. So I'm one step away now. One step away, you're going to be playing ball up in Lake Erie. And it really, once you get up there at any moment, uh, a Major League Baseball organization can buy your contract or the rights to you and, and place you in their farm system, right? Yes, sir. That is correct. What position uh, do you play? I play center field mainly. I'll play anywhere in the outfield, really. And I've become more versatile with my game, moving to the middle infield as well. You said you uh, were just working out at next level. I want to circle back. I mean, you mentioned Trent Brent. What was it like uh, for Trent Brent to be your coach? Uh, honestly, if I could put it in just one word, it would, it would be phenomenal, actually, because growing up, I didn't necessarily have a father figure. And so to have a guy like Trent in my life, it was like, 
he held me accountable. That was the first t- person to be able to hold me accountable, to show me true authority and like discipline. Like if you make this decision, this is the consequence for it. So he taught me a lot of things from the age of nine till now. Now give us your real answer about Trent Britt. What, <laughs> what, what, what is something? What is the fun story you and you and Trent had from from when he was when you was your coach? Fun story, fun story. Honestly, it would definitely be the city championship. Just telling us we were we were like capable of winning it that year. We blink and we won it. We're in the dog pal. So that's really a good story I can tell you. He just spoke into existence himself. Your Trent seems like a great guy, but nobody's perfect. He is a Cowboys fan, so he's got that going. <laughs> but he is a Braves fan too. He is a Braves fan. Yeah, take the good with the bad. I guess <laughs> yeah. you are chasing your dream. Uh, so, what, what kind of work are you putting in day to day to? Uh, to, to be a you are a professional baseball player yes, but but what is your dream you obviously have bigger aspirations to to get to the big leagues yes sir so i mean it starts with uh early mornings just of studying studying yourself in, a, in the mornings uh studying your swing and going to execute the plans i have i, I write down the plans of what i want to execute in the weight room from defensive training to throwing to and like I said, hitting as well. And I head to next level and I put it in. And I was at the Aiden Griffin and CMEPS game the other day. And a parent, uh, just uh, Mr. Watkins from Aiden, he asked me, so how many hours do you put in like weekly for baseball? And I just reflected. And that when I just saw it said and th- thought about it, it was 32 to 36 hours from Monday to Sunday. Like most people work 40 hours a week to provide for their families and whatnot. So just reflecting on that it just made me aware that i'm putting the the right work in to chase this dream putting the right work in uh, doing the right way uh, yes, inspiring sir. others yes, uh sir. what 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 are your what are your immediate goals when you get to lake erie next week my immediate goals is is honestly to be the best teammate i could be to to help others that are around me help them grow in their game because what i've come to learn is not all about myself uh thinking about yourself only gets you but so far and I feel as if I'm talented, but if I can make the others around me talented, I feel as if we can become a championship group. It's uh, it's neat to hear you as you go on throughout your baseball career, mention your coaches and talk about how important they were to you. Is that something after your playing career is over you might get into? Because you know how important coaches are on and off the field, it sounds like. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would definitely be into the coaching and and more so into the instructional side of things. So like one on one time. So my instructor is is Lance and I believe your son hits with Lance Mm -hmm. Martin. Coach Lance. Yes, sir. So just becoming an instructor and eventually branch off to be a coach as well. How hard is it? Uh, just, baseball is so tough. I mean, yes, they're, they're, I mean, hitting the baseball, just doing, I mean, there's been so many plays. That's always the next play. Uh, yes, how, how do you mentally prepare to play? Honestly, I just trust the, prep, trust the preparation I put in or else it was worthless. So when I go off on Tuesday, I shouldn't be worried. I shouldn't have any doubt. I shouldn't fear. I shouldn't even have any anxiety. I should be prepared because I put in the 32 to 36 hours every week to for the moment. So... I'm, I'm pretty prepared every time I step out there. Who's your favorite player or somebody you you, you want to be like or, or model your game after? It's crazy. I was just talking about this uh, to a friend of mine that I never really like had a favorite player growing up. I just wanted to be my own favorite player. <laughs> it's kind of, no, I'm so serious. Like I never said I wanted to be like that guy. That guy's my favorite. It was just myself, honestly. But 
it's a lot of good guys in the game nowadays that was my problem playing i was my least favorite player i liked other guys <laughs> a lot more than me I, I wanted to be the other guy you weren't your own hero i was not you were the hero in your own story clip right? how about your uh your batting stance and your swing and how you play is that all you did you get anything from any pros uh watching it you know where where'd that come from uh honestly it's it's kind of imitating and and seeing how those guys that are getting paid 20 30 million a year how they're moving you kind of want to imitate their moves and how they're striking the baseball and their discipline as well it's more it's not all about the swing it's about discipline as well when to swing when not to swing what to look for what not to look for and going from there i like to ask guys this you've been a part of uh different schools uh both in high school college also i saw you in a wilson tobbs jersey i believe <laughs> so i played some summer ball and you mentioned uh, little league so what what's been your favorite time in your baseball life when did you have the most fun playing baseball i would definitely say last year last year even throughout the the eye injury and how that went it would definitely be winning that championship with that group of guys out in uh utica michigan that was extremely fun awesome is there a baseball moment that uh you remember the like a, a hit a home run a, a catch oh, yes. is, is, is there one moment <laughs> that if you could say hey look here's my one highlight i want to show you this is going to punch my ticket automatically where, where where was that it was last year in the semi-final game against uh the west side willie mammoths out there in utica michigan it was five to seven in the bottom of the fifth inning I hit a grand slam to put us up 11 to 5, and it just took the game away. Wow. Did so. you uh, bat toss, pimp it, or oh, agonize? Def- it's, a, it's a video out there. <laughs> okay, it's, I want to see that. It's <laughs> a video out there. Yes, sir. I definitely pimped that. I want to see the celebration <laughs> after that home run. Uh, you also said you're a, uh, a bit of a hat guy like myself. You've been yes, a sir. lot of stops, so you probably got some cool hats. <laughs> but you said, uh, I asked you if you were a Sox fan. You said, no, you're just a hat collector, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So any team, did you grow up liking any? I'm a Boston Globe guy. Red Sox, Celtics, Boston Bruins. Pats. Pats, yes, sir. Right. Yeah. See, you got another thing in common with Shirley in there. You know, play. Yeah. Both went to Farmville Central High School. Both uh, Red Sox fans. Yes, sir. Celtics, uh, how far are they going this year? They're winning it all this year. I got sure. a good chance. Yes, I sir. got a shot. Uh, good stuff, uh, Trey. So, when uh, give us your schedule again. When are you heading out to uh, the Frontier League? I leave for Cleveland, Ohio, Tuesday afternoon. April 25th, yes, sir. And we start the exhibitions April 27th. Young baseball guys listening, uh, playing Little League, Big Fry, middle school, high school right now, advice you would give them uh, as they could continue their careers from where you've been to where you are now? I would say definitely recognizing and being aware of the power of the moment. So whether it's one at bat, whether it's one practice, whether it's one scrimmage, whether it's one game, one play, one pitch, you have to remain in the moment, in the now, and be where your feet are at. You can't look too far ahead and you can't kind of just keep relying on past mistakes or past like circumstances, you know, so just got to take power of the moment before you. Man, Travis, uh, you're not a kid. You're a young man, but you still seem wise beyond your years. So <laughs> keep that that head on your shoulders. And yes, I think uh, I'm, I'm going to predict you do well in life, no matter if it's on the diamond or not. Absolutely. So, yes, uh, you you got, definitely got a lot of potential to on the baseball diamond. But uh, certainly after that, you're, you're going to help a lot of people and uh, inspire a lot of people. So keep up Thank the good work that. and uh, look forward to following your career. And hopefully you get picked up by that major league team yes, sooner sir. than later. Yes, sir. Soon enough. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate it, man. Travis Ford joining us inside the Pirate 
Radio Studios to kick off today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk more baseball and uh, some spring football with Malcolm Gray coming up next on Pirate Radio Live. LRB, we'll see you on Tuesday. Absolutely. A little All homework. Right. ECU football. We're going <laughs> to rank Chandler. Do your homework. This week, we are going to look down ECU's football schedule. We're going to rank the coaches that we would like to coach ECU if Mike Houston retired tonight. So we're going to rank the coaches. You got it? You good? All right. I want you to have, I want you to listen to Travius and his words and let that moment. inspire you. The power of the moment. Don't worry about your past failures of not doing your homework every week. Worry about this next one. There you go. You're in the moment. All I right. want you to ask him what the homework is in hour three. <laughs> See if he remembers. All right, we'll take a time out. Malcolm Gray joins us when we return after this. Drink at the bar, damn, put that on the jukebox, got up to dance. You know, she played in fiddle in an Irish band, but she fell in love with an English band. Kissed her on the neck and then it took her by the hand. That something wasn't right. Oh, baby, baby. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. Shirley and our next guest, Malcolm Gray, in a good mood because the Red Sox are up 10-1 to 1 as they head into the seventh inning against the Minnesota Twins. About dang time. Yeah, that's no kind of what Malcolm was saying. Uh, on no the doubt. Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Uh, Malcolm, good to have you here. We'll get to our flight by Yingling ECU report, and we got a good guy to do it with, Malcolm Gray, ECU football media relations, the head of media relations over at East Carolina. Still a little weird not to introduce you as the baseball guy, but it's you're weird. still a it's baseball guy at heart, right? I am. It's weird here not hearing it either. <laughs> yeah. So you uh, you've had a busy spring with spring football, and we'll uh, we'll dive into that and talk some baseball with you. I guess uh, let's keep the baseball chat rolling, uh, Malcolm. Nice win for the Pirates last night as they knock off charlotte and three midweek wins in a row nine wins in a row overall and you've seen this before malcolm this team get hot around this time of the year right yeah absolutely and uh you know they're they're figuring it out and they're i think they're now learning you know you can't play from behind all the time so why not just jump out early on everybody and then let them come to you and and uh you know Pitching has been unbelievable this year. You got three frontline starters. The bullpen has been unbelievable the way Austin Knight has been able to mix and match pieces. And then hitting, uh, they're getting the timely hitting. And, you know, once they get JJC back, which, you know, we kind of hope it's very soon, um, man, watch out because, uh, you know, once school ends around the beginning of May and all these guys got to do is concentrate on baseball, that's when the team starts soaring. And, you know, right now, 29 and 8 with, a, I think, a either 9 or 10 rpi somewhere around there looking uh, things are looking good no doubt and malcolm you're not in it day to day like you were but i know still follow you're a fan and you, yeah. you, you want this team to succeed obviously and we were talking about it yesterday with patrick mason 
looking at that pitching staff east carolina i'd love to somehow be able to rank all the sunday starters across college baseball josh groves would be a number two or potentially number one guy for a lot of teams and i was thinking about that from a hitting perspective as well without jacob jenkins coward who's going to step up like a cam clunch uh these guys for east carolina that are on the bench not starters every day would be starting at a lot of places and that just shows the depth cliff godwin has built and and the program that he's built here oh absolutely right i mean honestly when uh, jjc went down one of the guys who stepped up immediately was carter cunningham and yep. you've been we've been waiting for that to happen and he played a really serviceable role last year but now he's getting a chance to play day in and day out and he's hitting home runs left and right i mean heck even lane hoover's hitting home runs i mean so uh <laughs> which is which is crazy i only saw one of them in my four years with him and he's got two already this year i believe so uh yeah top to bottom they're looking really good um you know it kind of reminds me of a. Uh, when Turner Brown was around, I know you and I talked a couple of weeks ago about Turner Brown. You, I think you were going to have him on, yeah, but had him on you know, had, Turner Brown was one of the smallest four hole hitters in the country. <laughs> now look, we got Jacob Starling, and look what he's able to do. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they're they're playing really well, and uh, we've got a bunch of hitters, guys that are stepping up when you know the time, you know when when it's your time. And Cam Clonster that uh, last weekend, if I'm not mistaken, and had uh, a home run, if not two, I believe, and had a you know a double down the line. So. Uh, Coach Godwin has a bunch of pieces to, that he can m- mix and match with. Um, you know, the only thing I, th- I think he probably wish he had was more right-handed hitters because we're, yeah. we're very left-handed hitting heavy. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, you still got to make people make their pitches and you can find your pitch and, and take advantage. Yeah, and I mean, you look at uh, this past weekend against Cincinnati, they'd bring in lefties and uh, couldn't get anybody out uh, for this East Carolina offense. Uh, Malcolm, you've seen Josh Moylan have a tremendous freshman year. You saw him slump to the low 200s for most of last year. He's the second leading hitter on this team uh, this year. He's tied for the most home runs. He has the most RBIs. He has come back with an incredible season, and it started this offseason it started on media day when he told us i still go back to this line where he said in my mind it was almost like i've got to come out to the field and i've got to to do this and got to improve and now he's looking at it as i get to do this like this is a privilege like why why should i not enjoy this every moment of it and that mindset has carried over into an awesome season for the pirate first baseman no doubt it has and uh you know i was at media day when he said that in his freshman year in in a lot of freshmen are like this you know they come in they're too dumb to know what's going on they just play <laughs> they, just they play. play on their athletic ability and and that's honest and that's being honest and uh you know they're the top guys at their high schools and everything and then they come in and you know they're trying to fit you know trying to see where they fit in and he was able to fit in right away um then he went to the cape and he lost a lot of he lost some weight got in better shape than last year i don't think his he ever got used to the way his body felt. He was a lot lighter, so therefore that it, that hampers a lot of things. It's like you know if you're playing golf, you know, and you end up losing a lot of weight or you gain a lot of weight, your swing is going to change. Well, things change, and he hadn't had a chance to get into that. Now he has gotten into that. He's staying at the weight that he wants, but at the same time, the mindset, and that's the big part of it. And he definitely, you know, 
a lot of people kind of think that. He actually said it. He's like, you know, it's a privilege for me to be here, so yeah. let's go out there, let's have fun, and that's what he's doing. We'll talk to Josh Moylan, Lane Hoover, and the return of Jacob Jenkins Coward coming up Monday. Said he'd uh, be able to join us. We have not seen and talked to him since his injury, and uh, a devastating injury it was, Malcolm. We wouldn't wish that on our worst enemy. Not at all. That, yeah. That's painful. And uh, just glad to know that he has an opportunity to potentially come back at some point this year, but we'll get an update with him. He's still in good spirits. He's still the same. Uh, I met his mother. His mother said he was a big goober, and he's still the same old goober, Malcolm. That, that's that's awesome because he is a goober. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. He's he's one of the funniest kids yeah. to be around. And uh, after uh, after his injury and he had uh, his surgery and everything, the next day he was in the dugout. And once that series was over with, I shot him a text just to let him know I was thinking about him and uh, just you know if there's anything that he needs and and uh, hoping that he was doing well. And he sent me a text back appreciating that. So he seems to be in good spirits. Yeah. And uh, and I think uh, Chip Welch, who now handles baseball, said that he saw him the other day uh, walking over to the hitting cage and he was taking some swings. So, good enough. Um, so that leads me to believe that he's possibly on the way back sooner than later. Uh, speaking of guys on the field and uh, getting on the field, how about Parker Bird last night? Saw this on social how media cool and we, we put it out. He was uh, at the Houston Astros game throwing out the first pitch and meeting Alex Bregman and George Springer on the Blue Jays now and other players and uh, was kind of rubbing elbows with the greats, Dusty Baker, and uh, was out there at Houston. That was cool to see. That was really cool to see. I didn't know that was – I mean, obviously, I, I wouldn't know what was going on, but I just happened to see someone uh, – you know who follows the one of the news stations out in houston made a mention of it and i started listening to it and reading i was like man that's pretty cool and you know his idol has always been alex bregman so it's pretty cool that he got a chance to meet his idol so uh that was awesome for him to do that as a braves fan i, I want to know if he found jorge soler's home run ball from the world series a couple <laughs> years ago uh but a uh, great uh, experience for parker bird uh, from East Carolina baseball as he continues to work his way to fulfilling his dream of uh, of playing D1 baseball for the East Carolina Pirates, and he is a part of the team. You see him in the dugout cheering on the guys, so it's great to see. Uh, Malcolm, we've missed you in the press box this year. Uh, you've been able to to be out and uh, watch a game with Mully and chat it up and, yeah. and be a fan. and Different. And, Very uh, different. Yeah. How weird is that for you after being in work mode for how many years, Malcolm? Ten-plus years. Twenty. Twenty Almost years. twenty years, yeah. yeah. Uh, with baseball. How's it been for you this year? Uh, now I'm a lot better with it. The first day of you know the opening season, uh, I had to walk and bring some stuff over to Chip. And uh, so I get over there like 3.30, I think, or 2.30, and uh, the game's not till four, so I'm I go over there and give him what he needs, say hey to everybody, and then I start walking around and I look like I was lost. I I went to go down the first the third base line to go open the gate to walk into the field, and I was like, up, oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Sit back. The guys are throwing. They come over, talk to me, and everything. So I'm like, all right, well, let me just go walk on the other side. Then all of a sudden, I see, um, you know, the person who was providing food for us that day, the Chick Fil A truck guys walking up and he looks like he's lost i said hey is that for the press box he's like yeah i said i know exactly where to go follow me <laughs> so i felt like i had some purpose yeah. but uh but it's been different i mean sitting down you know the first baseline hanging out with uh with mike mullis and a couple other buddies a lot of the former letter winners sit uh, go down that area so i get a chance to catch up with them that was cool. really cool um but i can sit there and you know get a home run you know i can cheer you know, all I right. yell and you know, like that. So a little different, but uh, do you ever look around you and say, "Hey, no cheering"? Oh, wait a minute, we're I outside not, now. No, I've never, <laughs> I haven't said that since I've been out there. No, um, but uh, it's it's really cool because you don't also understand unless you've been to a game, especially like the Carolina game. I can only imagine what the Super Regional was like. 
how deafening it is when you have 5,000 in the press box. You hear a little bit of it. Yeah. You don't know. The noise they, is kind of going away from it, you. Exactly. But you're sitting right there. You're like, oh, my God, this is like way too loud for me. <laughs> way too loud. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like go crazy. And I can't be one of those guys that sits out in the jungle and all like that, having people bumping up against me and stuff like that. No, I got to sit off to the side. Yeah. But it's been it's been a lot of fun. And, and uh, you know, I think I've been to – maybe eight or nine games this year which is kind of crazy to say considering they've played 37 but uh i think they've won every game i've been to so i need to start going back out there uh starting next week yeah i would say you uh are the good luck charm right now malcolm so keep that going and uh you why haven't you been well you've been busy with spring football and uh everything else not just that but other sports at east carolina and uh we'll dive into that when we return on pirate radio live more baseball talk and we'll talk some spring football more with malcolm gray we got former pirate offensive lineman gary freeman tuned in on facebook he said malcolm looking good brother appreciate it gary gary we had gary on i believe uh when we were doing our interviews during COVID, our zoom room interviews uh, i believe we talked to gary freeman so uh the former pirate O lineman good to have him tuned in yesterday we had luji debout tuned in when uh, when dave was on so we always appreciate the pirates uh joining us here on pirate radio live we'll have more with malcolm gray if you got any baseball football or general life questions for malcolm you can get them in facebook twitter and uh and youtube (laughs) he's got you covered we're back with you after this listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by pirate water get ready to party pirates go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure 21 and older only pirate water why be yourself when you can be a pirate now back to the show welcome back grab your amigos and head to chico's for the best mexican food and fun in greenville Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajita, uh, fajitas, rather burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. You can follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt, the Boston Red Sox, up 10-3. to It's the only game going on right now, 10-3 to over the Twins as they play baseball on this Thursday tonight nba playoffs you've got three games sixers at net 7 30 on tnt philly has a two nothing series lead can the warriors get back in their series they're down two games to none against the kings that's uh tonight in san francisco 10 o'clock on tnt and then 10 30 on nba tv i can't watch it so it doesn't even matter suns at clippers that series tied at one game apiece uh the hurricanes back in action on friday night up two games to none in their series against the islanders we'll talk to mike maniscalco about an hour from now here on the show and uh hear his game winning call from last night malcolm gray joining us now inside the pirate radio studios 
our flight by yingling ecu report as we talk pirate athletics we talked baseball a moment ago east carolina will stay out on the road so if malcolm gray was with the team uh we wouldn't be talking to you today because you'd be i guess traveling to wichita yeah and i actually asked, i saw that uh scott rogers posted something on twitter saying that the team is kind of stuck right now in dallas apparently they had flight issues or, huh. or it got canceled or something like that is what someone told me and then i looked and saw it so i'm not sure what's going on but uh yeah i'd probably be in dallas right now interesting uh as <laughs> on they, my way to wichita yeah from greenville to charlotte to dallas to eventually wichita kansas hopefully <laughs> for a three-game series this weekend as east carolina looks to uh, last night was big malcolm just because the they had a losing road record going yeah. into last night and had won eight straight at home now it's nine straight overall one of those on the road and they'll continue to to try to uh have those winning ways on the road something that they haven't been great at this year so far no you're absolutely right last year they ended up uh they ended up uh i think 15 and 10 on the on the road last year and and you know it's it's hard to play on the road especially a lot of the places that we go to that uh there's not a lot of fans there's not that fan support that you have much less fans in the stands and it's hard to get up get yourself up all the time but that's something that you know this team needs to learn how to do and i think they're starting to see that again it goes back i say set the tone early you know you're you're you know hitting first so why not go ahead and get a run up there put pressure on the other team but uh this is a pivotal week you know last night was a great win then you know you got three against uh wichita state which you know they're not that bad they're a decent decent team i think they're sitting third in the standings and then you got nc state so this is a tough five game week for uh or five games for uh the pirates Malcolm Gray joining us. Uh, Malcolm, let's talk a little football. Uh, okay. How was your uh, your spring football season from uh, what's your side of things? And then we'll, we'll talk about some of the on-the-field stuff. But how about for you behind the scenes? It, w- it was a lot easier than a regular season, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I used the – typically I've always been doing baseball, so I didn't get a chance to in years past to go out to a lot of spring practices. But I pretty much went out there every day. Um, you know that they had it, which was uh, Tuesday, Thursdays, Fridays, and then Saturdays, and uh, just watch the first 35, 40 minutes of practice. But to get it, uh, you know get a chance to have the players see me around there, that I get to know them, they get to know me, talk to the new coaches, talk to the old coaches, you know, just talking to guys and kind of watching and seeing what's going on because you know last year's team is going to be different than this year's team coming up, and. Um, so where's everybody going? I mean, we lost a lot of guys from last year's uh, bowl-winning team. So you're going to have new people in new positions. So just kind of trying to figure that out and and see how it might fit. Now, when it's all said and done with, I know that Coach Houston and and all of his uh, his coaching staff are the ones that's going to put people where where they need to be, and they're not going to ask me for my opinion. But you know, <laughs> I just like to watch and and learn as much as possible. How about from a a program a structure standpoint? Cliff Godwin has done so much to to build his culture and the program and with football mike houston has now been here long enough to put his stamp on it but it's a lot bigger it's a lot bigger just space wise you've got uh, a bigger field bigger buildings a much bigger roster so it's not as i guess tiny as the the baseball program when it comes to sheer numbers but it does feel like the same type of family atmosphere. Like, do yeah. you see similarities between the the two programs right now? Oh, I absolutely do. And and the big part 
you know, and Coach Houston talks about it all the time, and Coach Godwin talked about it his first couple of years, is getting kids to buy into what they are teaching, uh, their culture, how to be good uh, you know, men on the field, off the field, in the classroom. And Coach Houston has that same philosophy as Coach Godwin has. And, yes, uh, you know, like you said, football, obviously there's a lot more. With baseball, you can micromanage a little bit more. Football, you can't do it because you have 121 guys during the fall. You know, during the spring, you can have more because you have walk-ons and you have some guys that obviously who have left or who aren't playing because they're injured or have had surgeries or things like that. But, yeah, uh, they they're – their programs are similar, and what little bit I've been around, Coach Schwartz, the same. I can say the same thing. Malcolm Gray joining us, like uh, what he's doing with that basketball program. I like to hear Malcolm talking basketball. How about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been. Well, I mean, you know, you, you were know, in Minji's a few times yeah, this year. I was in Minji's a lot more than <laughs> I have been in a long time since I was doing women's basketball. But yeah. it's just such a fun. It's it's fun to watch, and it's fun to watch these kids learn. It's also fun. You know, it's going to sound weird saying this. Fun watching them make mistakes and then turn right around and be able to correct them so yeah i was at a lot of men's basketball games helping out uh went to a lot of women's basketball games and you know coach mcdill did did a great job won won the the, uh, conference championship went to ncaa tournament um so yeah it's been uh this year for uh ecu athletics has been a really good year and uh it's been very enjoyable it really i mean you look across the board and and i was going to bring up kim mcneil's team and their ncaa tournament berth but uh shane winkler they've got had their first conference winning series uh since he's been here and they've won three out of four on the softball field amanda moore man they've had a a tough run of top 10 opponents and they've lost two in a row to unc in florida but man they've had a tremendous year as well so it is a great time malcolm uh to be involved with ecu athletics as you are yeah no doubt about it and uh you know one of the weekends that I had to miss baseball uh, or one day I had to miss baseball is I had to be out at lacrosse trying to stat that. And I'm going to tell you, that's <laughs> difficult. There's a reason why I hired Cole Barnhill to do that because he understands it. But it's so much fun to watch. And, yeah, unfortunately, you know, uh, they've played a lot of top 10, top 25 teams and haven't had a chance to get over that that hump. But once they do, it's like baseball. Once you get over it and football, you get over it then it's okay what's what's next what's next we know we can do this so but uh yeah it's been fun to watch and uh those young ladies have uh played very well and i think if uh from what i've heard if they can find a way and you know get a win this weekend at temple it should all but lock themselves into you know getting to the conference tournament because i think only four teams do and and that's another huge feather in uh amanda's cap because they were able to do that last year as well Back to uh, to football, Malcolm. We talked to Donnie Kirkpatrick last week on the show, and that was entertaining. By the way, I love. Well, him. he always is. He right? is, no doubt. In fact, I saw there's like a P- Pirate Armada schedule, yeah. and he's a one man. Usually, there's like two or three speakers. He's one a one man, man show. One man show. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, to be a fly on the wall during that. Um, but he told us he's got a couple of guys. They're confident right now. They could start a quarterback and win a game, and. That is, that's, I guess, different than what I thought we would hear this offseason. I guess what I'm saying is I'm surprised that Alex Flynn has performed the way he has enough to make these coaches, at least it sounds like what they're saying publicly, you know, he's still got a shot to to get some playing time uh, this fall. Like, I don't know, does that... And you are you're so in it. Can you kind of take yourself back and and can I ask you? You know, does that surprise you at all? Being a, an observer to what's going on, I, it doesn't surprise me just because I know Alex and his work ethic. And if you saw him last year, you saw that he was taking the next step. 
Um, but it's uh, it's definitely given uh, Coach Houston and uh, you know DK you know something to think about. And you know they're two different types of quarterbacks. That's the that's the crazy thing about it. If they were the same, then okay, then you have to figure something out. But you know Mason obviously is a big guy who can tuck it and run, and he is a big dude. He's a big dude. Um, Alex, you know, can throw it and he can sling it all over the field. Mason can too as well. Um, and heck, I didn't think Alex could, you know, do a lot of running. And then <laughs> that spring a, game, he had a sixty-yard plus run. You know, on uh, you know, I don't know what kind of play it was, but uh, it was like a quarterback sneak. But the hole was about as big as his table. Yeah, it looked he like just a read right option or something. Yeah, and everybody he, went with the running back. And... Exactly. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> I was up in the press box and had binoculars, so I just saw him running down the line. But uh, you know, there's two different types of quarterbacks, but they have a lot of similarities. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, once the you know they go through summer workouts, which will be starting, you know, pretty soon, and then they turn right around and get into to the fall, which is August one. Um, who separates themselves? But yeah, Coach Houston said that he's very, and DK said they're both pleased with uh, with with Mason and Alex. So it'd be interesting to see how this shakes out. Malcolm Gray joining us. Malcolm, you go a long ways back with ECU football. In fact, I don't know if I ever knew this. Can can we call you a former ECU football player? No, because I never actually stepped on the field. I stepped on the practice field, but never <laughs> former ECU yeah. practice player. Yeah, there you go. That works. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, uh, back in '91, uh, I did walk on, but. Uh, my knees were so bad, and Coach Shankweiler was back there. It was uh, the offensive line coach back then, and I was like, I can't do this. So I, I decided I wanted to be an actual student, and then, which I'm kind of glad that I did because look where I'm at now. Coach Shank a little easier to get along with now than he did he was back then. A hundred percent. He's having a good time, and yeah, I tell you, they couldn't have asked for a better person to put in that high school and alumni relations role because he has so much history with this university and has so many connections with a lot of high schools and obviously a lot of alums who've played for him yeah it's gonna it's gonna be really great just a great guy and for him i've talked to tons of former offensive linemen throughout the years and i've asked them and i've asked coach shank you know you keep getting older how do you relate to kids the same age you're the kids you're coaching stay the same age every year how do you relate to them and, and his i remember his answer was you know everybody wants to be coached every kid wants to be coached they want to be coached hard and he just he applies that and it's tough love but by the time they leave east carolina all these guys love them and that's the way it's been across the board you're so, you're 100 right on that it's pretty cool and um by the way i saw him at the dale murphy event although he was just the driver for his wife his <laughs> wife was a Braves fan going all the way back to Milwaukee, she said. Oh, wow. And she was pumped to be there for Dale Murray. He said, he was like, man, I had to get these tickets. Y'all, y'all Pirate Radio people are killing us with these ticket prices. I'm like, I'm sorry. But he said, my <laughs> wife had to be there. Uh, but it, y- you ought to uh, talk some uh, f- uh, baseball with Coach Shanks' wife if you get a yeah, chance, about. No doubt. A Patty, big fan. Pat, yeah, Patty, she's a, she's a sweet Great lady. Great family, obviously. right? Uh, oh, yeah, no doubt. And known her, for, obviously, for a long time. But, yeah, I did know that she was a Braves fan because uh, me and uh, me and Coach Shank have actually talked about that before. My point uh, about you being going so far back with EC football, we have had a slew of awesome running backs. I feel like, and heck, I, I should go back even further with Ernest Biner and Tony Collins and those guys. 
but man in the 90s we had some great rushers uh 2000s with with chris johnson uh but man this stable of running backs east carolina has right now and we're talking about without keaton mitchell who's going to be playing on sundays next year but uh people and i'll include myself in this really excited about these backs that's without rajay harris participating yeah. this spring but uh marlon gunn what he did last year you got green the transfer coming in you've got mike houston i said on and off the record uh he likes bond he's a big james bond guy i am too <laughs> and, i am uh, too what, what have you seen in him so far Malcolm? that guy he he has he's keaton's height i'm not saying he's quicker but man, it's almost like a Marlon Gunn body um, in a Keaton Mitchell frame. Mm. I mean, just watching him, you know, run returns and things like that, uh, you know, over the course of practice and and uh, the scrimmages. Man, he that Mike's told me or Coach Houston's told me he is going to play. He's going to play and he's well, going to be a threat. So we've seen him start yeah. true freshman running backs yeah. last year with Gunn, previous with both Mitchell and Harris. So yeah. he's not afraid to, to put some talent out there. No, you're absolutely right. And I, I like Marlon Gunn. I've, I've liked him since he stepped on campus. And, you know, I'm a big Rajay Harris fan. Big. They don't time. get much better they than him as far as a, a guy. No doubt, man. He is such a great guy. So, uh, yeah, there's. And then Green, I haven't had a chance to really uh, talk to him a lot but uh you can see that you know there's a reason why he played you know at georgia southern he's got a lot of good skills so yeah there's a lot of depth there and you also got kamaro edwards as well or edmonds as well so yeah you've got a bunch of running backs and you know you thought that you know with keaton leaving okay what are you gonna do at running back not saying that any of these guys are keaton mitchell because there's only one deuce but man it's uh it's fun to watch and then again you can throw uh garcia in there as well absolutely you've got uh multiple guys that can run the football just got to have that offensive line hold up right if you're east carolina we're running out of time we'll uh we'll have to get you back on maybe talk some defense later malcolm yeah. but I do want to ask you who's uh who's catching the most balls this year and you've got some options with jalen johnson obviously uh you've got josiah hatfield who's played a lot coaches love carrie king maybe we'll see more carrie king this year and i really like uh shane calhoun at the tight end position malcolm so somebody and and there's going to be somebody beyond that that needs to step up as well but we lost a lot in the pass catching department so who are you excited to see this season i'm i'm excited to see jalen johnson when he's fully healthy and Jarrett Gardner, those two guys. Jared, have, okay, those two guys have played, and Ryan King as well. I mean, he did. He wasn't healthy during a lot, a good portion of the spring. Kerry King, uh, Ryan King. There's a Ryan King and a Kerry. Oh, R I O N. Is, is that Ryan, how you spell it? No, or is well, it? the guy, the kid transferred from Georgia. Tech. Georgia Tech. Okay, yeah. sorry. Okay, Ryan, Ryan. So we got a bunch of uh, yeah. Kings on the no doubt. Here. But uh, what you're going to need is you're going to need a guy who can go up and win those 50-50 balls for you. And that guy was Isaiah. Like Winston Isaiah. Last year. Yeah. Like was, CJ had done as well. Yeah, exactly. So. That's what you're going to need. That's and uh, But I'm interested in seeing uh, Jalen Johnson, especially if they do continue playing him in the slot receiver spot, because once he gets an open field, he can go. I'm going to look it up real quick. What what can he do when healthy? It was the old Dominion game where Jalen Johnson was the guy, right? I and I'll, I'll look up the box score here. Uh, but he had his breakout performance that day when East Carolina won at 39-21. to 21. And Jalen Johnson on that day, 
uh caught nine catches for 93 yards yeah. so you you've seen him be the go-to guy in a small sample size uh this year he might be required to to try to do that each and every saturday yeah you're absolutely right and i think there's a bunch of weapons that can that can help uh you know whoever the quarterback is especially like you said shane calhoun i think he has a big big future yeah for this coming up season and who knows has a chance at the next level as well malcolm gray joining us fun talking uh pirate football pirate baseball with you malcolm you're uh hey your red Sox are winning today we won't talk about what they've done before today hey it's win number 10 we'll take it uh malcolm what did you see that uh madison bumgarner was dfa'd yeah how about that so what what does that mean he's going to so be mean, a free agent that may, that basically means that they have anybody can pick him up if they want to and if they do they have to pick up his salary i believe and if not then they can assign him anywhere he wants to where they want to but i read something earlier today saying that the diamondbacks are willing to eat his 34 million dollars that he's owed wow okay so basically he's not performing and they're like you know what it's time to move on is basically what they're saying do you think i mean he's known for big time postseason performances right does he have like one more in him this year do you think uh the old man can do it again uh why not you know yeah. uh yeah if he gets if he gets on the right team why yeah. not i just know he's not gonna be with the red sox unfortunately because i don't think they're gonna be playoff bound sorry shirley but uh you know uh who knows uh max scherzer ejected yesterday wow that was crazy <laughs> yeah. his comments afterwards explaining and saying that why you know he'd have to be an idiot to put stuff on his glove with a major league official right behind him he does have a point he does have an absolute point but he he lost his mind yesterday i've heard that defense by criminals before though like when they get caught with something hey i'd have to be an idiot to be holding these drugs right here and i'm holding them now (laughs) but uh i don't know a guy like scherzer you kind of give him the benefit of the doubt i think for sure well the problem is too is that he was inspected multiple times correct and according to him he was told you know your hands are too sticky whatever you're using the rosin or whatever it's too sticky go into the dugout wash your hands so, according to Scherzer, he went in the dugout, washed his hands right in front of a, a Major League Baseball yeah. official, and he came back out, and then the umpire, I guess another inning goes by or whatever, and the umpire says, no, it's it's getting worse. Hmm. And he throws him out. So, I, who well, here, knows? Here's the crazy thing about it. There's been three pitchers this year who have been thrown out for illegal substances or something on their glove. The same umpire has thrown all three of them out. Once wow. behind the plate, once at oh, first, and I once yesterday. I didn't realize that. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Drew Ruzzi, or whatever his last name is, Drew okay. Yeah, I read that article today. All That's right. interesting. Malcolm, who has more staying power? Which young upstart team uh, will be there towards the end of this year? Is it the 11-7 and Baltimore Orioles in the American League or the 12-7 and Pittsburgh Pirates in the National League? Two teams that have kind of tanked, built up, exciting young rosters, and Orioles fans are expecting something. I don't know if Pirates fans were expecting much this year, but uh, which one of those teams do you see maybe uh, making a wild card this year? I like Of those two, I like the Orioles. Okay. And also like the Orioles because there could be a chance with uh, Connor Norby playing a lot of left field right now down in Norfolk that he can get up and they could use his bat. Now, obviously, Major League pitching is a lot different than AAA pitching, but you, know, you have a guy hitting three thirty-five right now um you know they can use a bat so do the uh they have an everyday second baseman they like i guess in yeah. baltimore i'm not following them close enough they they do i can't remember what his name is it's james something but so I he's can't. got a chance to get there if he plays in the outfield yeah and he's been he's been playing a lot in the outfield lately so uh i do like i like the orioles chances more than i like the pittsburgh pirates all right uh and boy the o's uh playing pretty well right now 
and it's cool to see uh to connor norby what he's doing gavin williams rising up the ranks and of course burley yeah already there yeah gavin williams pitches tonight and i think i saw that uh if you go on the milb's website it's a free game so you can watch him pitch tonight but burley hitting in the two hole doing a great job with the cardinals awesome stuff malcolm uh we are out of time we could keep going but we could they won't let us no. so uh we're gonna cut you free thanks for joining us man i appreciate Always it always fun to have you here Absolutely. talking uh, sports with you and if you are available uh, we'll do it again this summer sometime sounds good i should be here all right awesome malcolm gray joining us and anything we need to know from an ecu athletics perspective before we go anything coming up uh next week we do have pirate f- uh, festivities going on so basically from the uh, pigskin pig out yeah that's right that's next week you can go to the pirate club's uh twitter page and it has everything we're gonna have something out next wednesday okay about it but vendors food trucks uh you got lacrosse you got baseball so there's uh next weekend you know we're, we're wishing that the weather's going to stay away. This could be good weather like we're having right now. So get a lot of fans out there to watch uh, lacrosse and baseball. Surely he didn't mention the event that you don't want us to talk about. You don't want publicized because you want to be the only person in line. Was it Petey's birthday? The equipment sale. Oh, equipment sale, yeah. That's going to be a big draw. Shirley, every time I mention it, Shirley gets mad. She doesn't want she got anybody at, to know she, about she it. She got mad. Yes, I understand, Shirley. I know where you're coming from. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that'll be a big deal, and that's at noon on uh, – it's ECU's it's version at, of Black Friday it's shopping. It's at 4 o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot confirm that. Fake news. <laughs> Malcolm, thanks for hanging out, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. We'll uh, take a time out, come back when we return. Name that sound. Chandler is back. It'll be me versus Chandler one-on-one coming up at 4.30. We'll talk to Mike Maniscalco, voice of the Carolina Hurricanes. Canes up 2-0 in their series. And then Pirate Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall will join us at 5 o'clock. We are back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Pike checking in. Chad Pike on YouTube says, Tuning in from North Myrtle Beach. Looking forward to that interview with Parker Bird at 5 o'clock. Huh? I don't know what he's talking about. Did you go back in time to when we had Parker Bird on the show? Or did you go to the future? Because um, I actually am reaching out trying to hook up uh, with Parker Bird to talk about his trip to Houston. But uh, coming up today at 5, we'll talk to an ECU Hall of Famer, Marcus Crandall, right here on Pirate Radio Live. All right. um, All right. Here's what we're going to do. Mike Maniscalco was originally scheduled for four. He uh, emailed me last night after the game or this morning and said um flight change needs to push it to 4 30 which is our normal name that sound time so i say we kick off name that sound right now we play for about 20 minutes 
if we don't conclude the game, Shirley, we can conclude it at the end of this hour. So we'll go. I am down with that. Name that sound part one. Mike Maniscalco talking canes, and then the conclusion of name that sound. So that way we we don't have to rush it. We can kind of take our time. Mm-hmm. All that uh, before the, we get going. Um, Eric says, "Come on, Chandler, don't blow it. Let's uh, let's talk to the Chan man." So Chandler, you're zero and eight, zero and seven to me, zero and one to Brandon Manning. One one and zero in all star games. One and zero in uh, All Star Weekend. You took two weeks off. What have you? What have these two weeks been like for you? Um, it's just been a, a debrief. It's, Do you know what that means? Just kind of relax. Mm-hmm. Think about life. Think about sounds. <laughs> I went on walks over the weekend. Oh yeah, and listened to the sound of nature. I just I I watched videos. I watched movie clips. I watched. You know, anything that I could potentially listen to. When we walk outside, we're so distracted, we're looking at our phones. When Chandler walks outside, he can identify the species of the bird he's hearing chirp. Yes, I can. He is locked in. Yeah, yes, I can. You uh, you ready to go? I think I am. All right. Well, Shirley, I believe we, Crank can, it up. we can go ahead and hit that intro. I'm back. Come on in. Sit right down, take a guess, and name that sound. Turn that frown. Turn it upside down. Upside down, because it's time for Name That Sound. Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rhodes. And welcome in to Name That Sound where the object of the game is very simple. I play a sound. you got to guess what that sound comes from. And we have our two contestants today. Of course, we have our eight-time reigning champion, Mr. Clip Brock. And we have Owen. Back from a two-week hiatus. A debrief, as he called it. Is that the proper term? I think you meant decompress. I don't know what you meant. I thought debrief was a word. It is a it word, is a but word. I mean, it's the wrong context. There's a lot of words context. out there. You could say any word and say, yeah, that's a word. It doesn't mean that it's used correctly. <laughs> it was used very incorrectly in that sentence. All right, Decompress, I Mr. Think is debrief. What you mean Does that mean you took your underwear off? Yes, I did. Oh, I almost got Shirley yes, with a spit I take did. there. He debriefed. I debriefed. <laughs> oh, These goodness. briefs are gone. <laughs> These briefs are made for Putin. My briefs are gone. All right, Charlie. All right, gentlemen. Let's begin with I'm our first put my, sound. Uh, let me get my, uh, oh, yes, my please, screen off. Yep. Please uh, refrain from looking at YouTube. Here we go. Sound number one. Uh, Apple. Incorrect. Do it again. Hulu. Um, Incorrect. Nissan. Fubu TV. Fubo. Fubu TV. Andy. AKA and one. Um, I'm wearing some Andy's. Xbox. Sega. No. Uh, PlayStation. Mm. No. I'll play it one more time. All right. Pong. Xbox. 
You are both incorrect. Okay. The answer is, that is the elimination sound from Squid Game. <laughs> you know what? I, I would have never got it. I would have either. I watched that show mm-hmm. when it came out. More specifically at the end of Red Light, Green Light. Mm. Brutal show. I'm sure Chandler's never seen it. Nah, I'm pretty sure he hasn't seen Can't it. Can't blame ageism on that one, Austin. That show came out like two years ago. All right, here we go. Next sound. You said forever, now I drive alone past oh your Oh, my street. God. This song. I hate this song. <laughs> my wife and daughter sing it, and when it came out, it was on all the freaking time. I have no clue who it is. Wait a minute. You said forever, now I drive alone Wait a minute. Street. Okay, did she also have a song that goes, oh, that's all I good for you happy and healthy yes that's the yes, same artist do i get a Incorrect. point for that no, no and i don't no. know the name um is it rodriguez nope god what do it again you said forever now <laughs> i drive alone past your street <laughs> god i know this too I don't know who it is. I know the song. I know. Good for you and happy and healthy. Uh, Carly Rae Jimson. No. No. And I'm going to play Jepson. it one more time. Not Jimson. Not Jimson. <laughs> God, dude. I will play it one more time just to annoy Clip. Jimson. Just forever now no, I drive alone past your street. <laughs> if Lily is listening right now, she's probably freaking out that you don't know this song. Dolly Parton. Nope. No. Who is it? Chandler. I don't know. The name of the song is called Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, oh I was on to something. You were close. You were close. That's why I had to double check my sheet. <laughs> I was on to something there, but I missed it. All right, gentlemen. That song starts. No score. We do not have a point yet. Here okay, we go. Shirley, we know. All right, here we go. <laughs> Next to sound. When I tried it with battle. Corn Kid from TikTok. Chandler is correct. Not it's a, corn. That's ageism if I've ever heard it. <laughs> All when the, I tried it with battle, everything changed. Back in my day, a TikTok was a little thing you used <laughs> as a breath mint. Mm-hmm. That would be a TikTok. But I get your point. It's corn. Well, I didn't want to use the big lump of knobs. It's got the juice. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's got the juice. <laughs> Chandler up one nothing. All right, here we go. Next one. Shakira. Mm-mm. Lady Gaga. Shall I play it again? Yes, please. I didn't. I didn't amplify this as much as I wanted to. <laughs> Selena. Uh, J Lo. Incorrect. What is One more time. Yeah. Palabdu. It almost sounds like it's a... Nope. Is it a song or a commercial? It is a song. Ah. Um, who else could that be? It could be Gloria Estefan. No. Gwen Stefani. No. It could... Play it again, please. Oop. 
Heidi Klum. No. The name of the song is We Don't Talk About Bruno from Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno. Oh, is that a movie? Yes, it's oh, a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, my my household will be killing it right now, but I am not. We don't talk. As it stands right now, Chandler has okay, a one nothing lead. You could name either the song or the movie. What was the movie? Encanto. Jamie wow. sees what's happening here. He says, "Uh oh, the fix is in. It is. Uh oh, the fix is in. This is Uh-oh. a Chandler game. Uh oh, no, this is to shut Austin up. Oh, the Next shut sound. Austin up game. Yeah. Next sound. You got a nice face. You're just a kid. Eh. You from Queens? You got that suit. You help a lot of poor people. Coach Carter. I just thought you was gonna be black." <laughs> Shall I play it again? <laughs> you got a nice face. You're just a kid. Eh. You from Queens? You got that suit? You help a lot of poor people. I just thought you was gonna be black. What is that? It reminds me of when uh, former ECU defensive coordinator Brian Mitchell told the story about meeting John Wiley at the airport, and Ruff McNeil says. Uh, Brian, he's just like you, man. Uh, spitting image, just like you. And then Brian Mitchell was shocked when there was a when John Wally was a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> he told that story on Live at Five back in the day. Um, this is a movie that I like to call Scary Movie Two. Incorrect. I shall play it one more time. Wait a minute. Men in Black. I might. Is that Jamie nice Foxx talking? You from Queens. I'll take a point on that. You got that suit. But I'm looking for the movie. Come on! I just thought you was going to be black. Ray. Ray? Oh, no. He was not a... (gasps) He was not a central character in this movie. This is going to be bogus. Go to the next one. Olympus is fallen. No. I should get a point for this. Headphones, please. He was not a central character in this movie. He was a secondary character. I should get a point for this. You got a nice face. You're just a kid. Protest. You from Queens. You got that suit. You help a lot of poor people. I just thought you was going to be black. I don't know the movie. I know who it is, though, because I, I have a great ear. Mm-mm. That was the voice of Electro, a.k.a. Jamie Foxx, from Spider-Man's No Way Home. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Might have should have got it, but I did get it. Uh, it's In my head, it's one-to-one right now. I will award you the point. <laughs> Shirley's such a pushover. <laughs> no, because it is fair. He yeah. did, he did I, guess I, the, the did. actor right, so it's fair. All right. Fair it's is fair. fair. Thank you, Shirley. You're welcome. All right, here we go. You have a lot of integrity. Of course I do. I drive in integrity. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) All right, here we go. Next sound. Yep. Bad Bunny. Yep. Bad Bunny. Yeah, yeah, Bad Bunny. Who the hell knows that? You don't know Bad Bunny? He's a... He's a wrestler. 
The name uh, of the song, because I wrote it down, it's, 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 it's nobody cares. Titi me pregunto. Excuse me? Pardon me? Watch your language. The translation is, my aunt asked me. Next. My aunt asked me. All right, here we go. Tia is aunt, I want to say, in Espanol. Si. Here we go. Next one. It's not my fault I can't interpret your emotional Morse code. Mean girls. Um, nope. Broke girls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. There is a the there girls. is a TV yeah. show called Broke Girls. I forgot about that. It's not my fault I can't interpret your emotional Morse code. Veronica Mars. Nope. Buffy Pr- the Vampire Slayer. Princess. Nope. Princess Diaries. Nope. Y'all are so off. Sorry. It's not my fault I can't interpret your emotional Morse code. Um. Interpret. It's not my fault I can't interpret your emotional Morse code. Your emotional Morse code. Major hum. Legally blonde. <clears throat> and I know. I know about the hum. Pant trap? Nope. Is that Lindsay Lohan? That is incorrect. Play it again. I want to see if I know who this is. Is it Kristen Bell? No. It's not my fault I can't interpret your emotional Morse code. It is not an adult. It is a child. Uh, <laughs> I thought this little, it was a little white girl. I don't know. I don't interpret your Clip, I am rather disappointed in you because you were absolutely adamant that I needed to see it. That is Wednesday Adams. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> The score is two to one. That's, Chandler is in the lead. That's funny. All right, here we go. Next sound. I hear it now. I've never not gone through someone's phone. You're my soulmate. I couldn't really understand Ooh. that. Okay, hold Ooh. on. This is, I know it. This is... Um, I've never not gone through someone's phone. Euphoria. Uh, You're my soulmate. Never seen that. That would be correct. Euphoria. Like the one show Chandler euphoria. watches. I love Euphoria. It's a good show. Ah, oh, good show. Oh, boy, you guys Chandler. haven't seen it? Oh my God. Y'all need to get out and start watching some stuff. Come on. <laughs> y'all, need, y'all need to start watching shows. Y'all are some boring people. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> hold on to your hats because the score is three to one. Chandler in the lead. Chris said, hold up. Go back. Did Chan say Django? <laughs> so. I think I did. Yeah, he probably so. did. Yep. All right, here we go. Next sound. Don't give me that look. What look? That one. Hold up. I, I know this. Don't give me that look. What look? That one. Oh, my goodness. A star is born or? No. <laughs> Don't give me that look. What look? That one. Oh my goodness. I feel like I just saw this. Don't give me that look. What look? That one. I've just saw this. Don't give me that look. What look? That one. Do it again. Oh my God. Don't give me that look. What look? That one. Oh, dang it. I did just see this. Malcolm, uh... <laughs> I can't say the answer. Yeah, so. because you looked at your text. Crap! I did just see it. 
<laughs> You're right, Malcolm. That's it. Oh, one more, one more time. No. One more time. Don't give me that look. What look? Oh, that one. God, this is frustrating. Is it a show? No, it is not. Oh. Malcolm Gray got it. Would you? All right. Would you like one more guess, one, or are you? One more time. One more time. Here we go. Don't give me that look. What look? That one. Son of a gun. I don't know. You don't know? That would be from Top Gun Maverick. I'm blowing this. All right, gentlemen. We have one more sound, and then we'll be done with the first two rounds of Name That Sound. We'll save round three for after we uh, have our interview, because we got to get a break in, too. So this is your final sound for this round. Here we go. Top Gun. Nope. <laughs> Literally just had that. Dun, 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 oh, it's uh, uh, it's uh, Stranger Things theme. Are they playing in that? It's not. Uh, it's not the Stranger Things theme. With a deal with God. What? I need the song, sir. I need either the artist or the Lady title. Gaga. Incorrect. Deal with God. Is he singing the right song? He is singing the right song, but he is not Chandler, giving me the title. What a deal with God. All right, who is that? Um, I can give Cher. you a hint. Caesar. I can give you a hint. This song was actually covered by a band called Placebo. <laughs> Thanks for the hint. The only Caesar. reason the S-Z-A. only reason I knew this was because I did not know that the Placebo version was a cover. I had never heard the original. I'm about to vomit. I don't know if it's the placebo effect of this game. Annie Lennox. Nope. I don't think you're going to get the artist, but the the song I definitely think that you can get. It. Uh, deal with God. <laughs> That's nah. all Chandler that is saying. <laughs> deal with God. I mean that kind of rings a bell. I feel like I've heard that. I, I know you have. Madonna. Are are are, are you done? You have no no idea. Uh, I just, I'm proud that I knew the song. Here's what kills me. He goes, "Make a deal with God." It's the very next line is the title of the song. Be running up that hill. Adele. No, be running up that hill by Kate Bush. Uh, be running up that hill. Jeez, killing, uh, me. killing me, Smalls. Nope. All right, so what our score remains game. after two rounds. Chandler, three, Clip, one. We have round three coming up closer to the 5 o'clock hour. we got to get an interview in and a break. So we're going to take a break, come back with Mike Meniscalco from uh, the Carolina Panthers as they take it. Hurricanes. What did I say, Panthers? Yes, you did. Sorry, Carolina Hurricanes. I I got football on the brain. Carolina Hurricanes who took a 2-0 lead over the New York Islanders in an overtime victory last night at PNC Arena. We'll get all the details on that and a whole lot more coming up right here on Pirate Radio Live. 
Listening to Hour Two of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. The Cranman, ECU Hall of Famer, Marcus Crandall, going to join us coming up at 5 o'clock. We will resume Name That Sound momentarily. We are awaiting the call from Mike Maniscalco play-by-play voice of the carolina hurricanes uh before we get that call we have uh another person saying the fix is in john moody Uh, you know i'm not gonna be that guy i should have got top gun maverick i clearly stated i just heard this i just watched this movie and i didn't get that i also should have gotten wednesday uh because i did tell shirley several times she needs to watch that she played a clip from it i didn't know it so I did put this game under protest. I have rescinded that. But um, the the best thing that could happen for me and the worst thing that could happen for Chandler is this little pause in the game. Like, he was rolling. I was struggling. And now I feel like I, uh, I'm i going to find my footing in round three. And if I'm Chandler, I'm nervous right now. Wasn't there a regional game? For ECU baseball a few years ago, you UNCW UNCW somebody maybe Agnos was pitching well and they had the delay and it just ruined everything. That's literally this situation. Yeah. So uh, how you feeling right now? This is like a halftime interview. Uh, how am I feeling? I'm feeling blessed. One, I'm alive. Two, I'm ahead <laughs> and in the lead and name that sound. All right. So also. Even if I lose today, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. The thing is, is that, you know, it doesn't matter because there's going to be somebody that says the fix is in for Clip. There's going to be other people that say the fix is in for Chandler. I, I can't make I everybody scoff. happy, which is why I make the decisions. And doggone it, i got to answer the phone. That's why I scoffed a while ago because, I mean, just it, – it's never going to be Eric. No one's going to be satisfied. Eric knows the deal. He says Chandler's not going to be able to overcome this rain delay. He's going to come out rusty. Let's be real. Owen is going to Owen. So the folks out there, well, thanks for the support. The folks out there are not believing in you, Chan man. They don't think you can continue this. Uh, but you are off to a three to one lead. All right. That was Mike Meniscalco. He said he just got to the hotel. He needs three minutes. Three so he's going to call us in three minutes. All right, sounds good. Uh, we'll talk to him momentarily. Shirley, do you have the highlight from last night? I do. Were you able to I get do. that? Um, we'll play that now. Hurricanes, Islanders. Oh, it's set up perfect. I left AJ's right when the third period ended. By the time I got home, I was able to settle in the chair just in time to see this happen. Stick. Now it's Burns. Back in Carolina. Across for Jesper Fost. He scores! Game over! Jesper Fost wins it! He 
Sports. Mike Maniscalco on the call. Bally Sports. It is Hurricanes 4. Islanders 3 in overtime. Jasper Faust ends it Faustly in overtime. (laughs) Well done. And the roof comes off PNC Arena. That place was absolutely rocking last night. Loudest barn in the NHL. Hurricanes win it 4-3. They score one in the first, one in the second, one in the third, and one in OT to get the win. We'll recap it with Mike Maniscalco in a moment. Don't look now, but the Bruins lost last night. The team that set records, won all those games, had all those regular season points, are now tied up as they go to Florida. That series tied at one game apiece. They lose last night 6-3, to three, allowing four third-period goals. Stars win at home, and Oilers win at home to tie their series up. Uh, Wild lose to the Stars 7-3, to three, so that's 1-1. One to one. Oilers beat the Kings 4-2, to two, so that's 1-1. One to one. Coming up tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Four more games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Tampa Bay leads their series on the road against Toronto. one nothing. That'll be at 7 o'clock on ESPN. 7.30 on TBS. The Rangers have a one nothing road lead against the New Jersey Devils. It'll be the Kraken who won game one of their series against Colorado, and that'll be in Colorado tonight, 9.30 on ESPN. And the Golden Knights, um, they will take on the Jets, and you've got all of the road teams of one nothing in those series. So Vegas will um, be trying to even that up tonight against Winnipeg. Speaking of Vegas, um, did I see today that the Oakland Athletics could be on their way to Las Vegas? I was informed that by my uh, my roommate. He did tell me that the A's looked like they were going. He said that they will lose now their football team, but technically their basketball team, and now their baseball team. Athletics fans, I'm reading this from Yahoo Sports, were dealt a crushing blow late Wednesday night when the Las Vegas Review-Journal reported that the team signed a binding purchase agreement for a potential ballpark site in Las Vegas. I saw some odds yesterday for next big league uh, expansion city, and Vegas was number one. Charlotte was like number three or four on the list. Uh, No sign of Raleigh. I know there's been a little bit of a groundswell on social media to try to get uh, MLB in the triangle, but... Uh, looks like Las Vegas is going to be the destination. So, yeah, Chandler, you're right. They're going to get the uh, – got the Raiders from Oakland and now potentially the Oakland A's. Yeah, and uh, I just – and I remember hearing this news earlier, and I just kind of imagined, like, me being a Charlotte sports fan technically with the Hornets and the Panthers. Like, losing not one but two of your teams in the city, like, that's got to stink. That just has to – like, what do you – do you just continue to – cheer for that team i guess that that's the question i kind of brought up to myself is that will you continue to be loyal to that team yeah. no matter where they went it's tough or will you just kind of go me personally i think i would probably go to the nearest team that's around so right. i would probably do like a, i would probably become like a command either commanders or titans i would probably go be to titans because you already got a little background there right yeah so i'd probably go titans um and then like say the nationals moved i would probably go braves and then in basketball, gosh, I guess the Grizzlies. Yeah. I don't want to root for the Hawks. Yeah. I would definitely do Grizzlies because they're just fun with John Morant. I used Brooks to like the Washington funny. Bullets. I don't know if I could get with the Wiz, but maybe I could be a Wiz fan. If 
but yeah so you wouldn't stick with the um oklahoma city panthers no (laughs) really no i couldn't do that Uh, same players same coach so you root for the uh the city not the uh not the team yeah i'm a a by the way if oakland if the oakland a's moved to las vegas what would be a an easy name change for him chandler the las vegas aces 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 what do you think las vegas aces easy enough right yeah i think that'd be pretty cool have some cool cards on the hat and las vegas aces yeah i can see that uh, being, a, being a thing is that already wmba has that well never mind <laughs> las vegas kings yeah because uh, the well, ace the aces has, the the, that's a wm that's a wmba team. all right fine it's such a great name it's already been taken yes. there you go mm-hmm. all right mike maniscalco joining us on the pirate radio live line can we hear the call one more time from mike and bally sports last <laughs> night oh you're <laughs> you gonna have to, to give me again? yeah give me a second hurricanes win it last night in overtime four to three game two of the series so they take a two nothing series lead over the new york islanders game three coming up it was a travel day so we appreciate mike uh giving us a few minutes of his time and we will uh get to that interview after we hear this from last night stick now it's burns back in carolina across for jesper Fust. he scores game over jesper Fust wins it Awesome call. Mike Maniscalco, Bally Sports, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Mike, welcome back to Pirate Radio. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Clip. Thank you. Uh, travel was easy. just takes a while to get checked into the hotels every now and again. But uh, we're in New York, and uh, the, the Canes are ready for game number three tomorrow night. I know uh, you're busy, so we certainly appreciate it, Mike. And awesome call last night. How, how do you feel, Mike? Some people... Uh, are weary of hearing themselves. Some like to hear themselves. When you hear your calls, uh, are you critiquing yourself? What do you think when you hear your awesome calls from the Canes? Uh, I constantly critique myself. <laughs> and I wonder why Why do they ask me back to do the game the next night? So, uh, <laughs> that's, honestly, that's it. But uh, you, you grow accustomed to it. But no, I, I, I constantly uh, I go back and, and listen and you know, try to make improvements, you know, words that I use a lot, try to cut down on things right. like that. You know, anytime a young broadcaster asks me, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, well, the hardest thing is uh, self-critique because I don't know too many guys who walk out of it going, oh, man, I was great. That's phenomenal. I don't need to change a thing. And uh, I, uh, I'm i not one of those people. <laughs> well, Mike, you, you got a ton of fans, uh, including John Moody, who checked in on Twitter earlier and wanted me to ask you uh, if the Bally broadcast will continue on for round two or is this – first round only how long will canes fans be able to, to to travel down this path with you and bally sports well for bally sports uh we're we're done after the first round okay the good news is we do every, do every game in the first round no matter uh, if it goes four or seven uh but then it goes over to the national rights holders for uh the second round the third and then of course the stanley cup final so uh the the semifinals, uh eastern conference final and stanley cup final is all national, but uh, Trip and I uh, and Shane and Hannah, uh, because we do simulcast, uh, we'll be on the radio call all the way through. So we excellent. Have, at least uh, we'll have that call for you uh, all the way through. Hopefully until uh, mid June. 
Good deal. Uh, Mike, we had PA announcer Wade Mentor on the show earlier this week. He said he was not surprised at the low-scoring game in Game 1, the 2-1 to one game, and he said he expected more of the same uh, on Wednesday night, but we saw it open up a little bit. 4-3 to three was the score. What, what did open up things? How was uh, Wednesday night different from Monday night, Mike, with uh, a little more scoring going on? I think that there was, believe it or not, a, a little bit uh, – to the, the side that neither coach will appreciate, but there were a few more errors uh, from each team. You know, a couple of misplays in the neutral zone that lead to transition. And uh, when you got players this skilled, even against uh, players like Auntie Ranta and Ilya Sorokin in the net, you get them going the other way and you get a turnover, you're going to be able to create some offense. So a couple of, in both sides, a couple of uncharacteristic turnovers clip, and that led to, I think, the extra goal for each side. Clearly the Matt Barzell goal late in the second period. And, you know, for the Hurricanes, they get a, a big help from the Islanders, Sebastian Ajo, on that power play own goal. So a couple of miscues led to a couple of more goals that we saw last night. But I expect the script to be what we saw in, in game number one. You know, tight checking, there's not a lot of room on the ice between these two teams. Mike Maniscalco joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Mike, the Jacob Slavin goal was awesome. And you watch it and you say, you know, how, how much of that is luck? I mean, that's that's skill, right? I mean, he put that, he was behind the net uh, when he shot that thing and got a little help called glass, called backboard, I guess. But uh, a phenomenal goal there. How much of that is, I don't know, uh, good luck? How much of that is just absolute uh, high-class skill there? I'm I'm gonna go 98% skill, 2% yeah. luck on that one because you've got to get the the bounce off of the shoulder and off of Ilya Sorokin's head into the net. Uh, but that's what Jacob Slavin's shooting for. He's shooting for the upper part of the net. And you know, there's scouting reports and there's things that these guys do day in day out. Clip, you know, they they're working on their shots. They're working in close, even the defense, uh, elevating shots when they get the opportunity to get there. And, and the book on Sorokin is you have to beat them high. So when Slavin saw the the lane open up for him, you know, it's it's the skill takes over. And he had a couple of feet before anybody for the Islanders even figured out that they had to try to shut him down before he could get to the net. And then he saw the opening between the shoulder and the ear of Ilya Sorokin, and he's, he's picking that spot. And he is so talented, he's good enough to get it there. So... 98% too. 98% skill, 2% luck. There's the ratio there. And uh, Canes uh, had their first series. <laughs> Canes had the first series deficit, uh, Mike, uh, in a game and were able to get that third period goal, win it in overtime, and uh, the place went into a frenzy. It was awesome to watch on television. Even better, I know, to be there live in PNC. Uh, injuries are already a factor for this Hurricanes team and uh, more injury news last night. Uh, Tavo Teravainen, I'm uh, Reading the headline, Mike says, breaks hand out for first round. Hockey guys are tough. Maybe a broken hand in other sports will be out for the year. Uh, this just says out for the series. So uh, it's still early on here, but what about the diagnosis on him, Mike? Do you, do they expect a return if the if the Hurricanes can continue to advance? Uh, he underwent surgery today, and I haven't gotten an update yeah. on uh, any, anything further than that. So, you know, if, if you're talking about a broken bone in any part, you know, you're going maybe four to eight weeks if you're optimistic uh, for a full recovery. So I, I'm not a doctor, uh, and I'm clearly not somebody who can give you a diagnosis on uh, what this recovery can be. But um, I, I would I would be very surprised. I mean, there's no way he's playing in the first round, and uh, we'll just see how far the Canes go. But uh, I'm sure there'll be more made available tomorrow morning when the Canes have their morning skate before the Islanders on, on his status. But 
Uh, he's one of those players right now that you'd have to think if there's any chance of getting him back, it would be something slightly less than a miracle. Mike, did you uh, the eyebrows raise at all when you saw the Bruins score last night? I mean, on one side, it is hockey and playoff hockey. The, these things happen. The best team doesn't always win. On the other side, that they, they were so great uh, to see them lose at home the way they did. Uh, but what was your uh, reaction when you saw that score? You're going to think I'm lying, but no, it didn't didn't shock me at all because uh, a lot of times when you were that good, and you know, the, I'll give the Bruins credit, they kept pushing to try to get the best record in the history of the NHL, but they didn't have Patrice Bergeron, who is a huge difference maker for them, their captain and their number one centerman, and, and he makes a big difference, especially in matchups when you're playing a team like Florida. Florida got a key player back last night in Sam Bennett, and you know, Linus Olmark was phenomenal in the regular season but clip i can't tell you how many times i've seen goaltenders have fantastic regular seasons but you get to the playoffs and it's a completely different beast and and in this case no i'm not shocked i wasn't shocked maybe uh the fact that you put six up on the bruins and you're florida but you know florida's a good team people were forgetting that last year this was the team that had the most points in the regular season at the nhl and you know they made a change and they bought into playing more defensive-minded hockey so uh, it doesn't mean the series is over and the Panthers are going to win it. But, no, I, I wasn't surprised. And now the interesting thing is going to be to see how Boston responds to that in Game 3 after getting a little smack in the face. Are they going to come out and be angry about this? Or are they going to you know, be stunned and not know what happened? And then if they go down two games to one, now you really got a series in the first round for Boston and Florida. Mike Maniscalco joining us. Mike, uh, we'll set up game three and let you run Hurricanes at Islanders Friday night uh, on TBS, but also on Bally Sports, where you can hear Mike Maniscalco and crew on the call. Canes, um, a stellar home record, but a really good record on the road as well. So what do you expect uh, coming up in game three? What kind of game do you think we'll see? Well, you know, the the funny thing is going to be how desperate are the Islanders who are now down two games to none, and uh, we can talk about calls and missed calls, which some folks want to. Uh, For me, that's part of the game, and that's just how it happens. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that this is going to be exactly what we've seen the first two games in Raleigh. We're going to see good goaltending from both sides, timely saves, and it'll come down to who wins the special teams battle. And if the Canes can continue to do what they've been doing on special teams, which is get a power play goal and make sure that uh, the Islanders don't score, even though they didn't get a man advantage last night at PNC, that's going to be the difference in, in that game. So for me, it, it's, it's more the same because these two teams don't change what they do clip. And that's what makes them good teams. That all of a sudden the Islanders aren't going to be like, well, we've got to open it up and try to be an offensive team. They're going to stay with their structure. The Hurricanes are going to do the exact same thing, stay within their structure. And it's basically who imposes their will on the other team. And I think for the Hurricanes, uh, the way that they are, are set up, even without table terrifying, and I think that if they come out and get that first goal tomorrow, uh, that's going to be a lot of pressure on the New York Islanders, and we'll see where it goes. But I expect literally the exact same thing we've seen from the first two games. Yeah, been two awesome games, and Mike Maniscalco expecting another one coming up on Friday night. Mike, thanks so much for your time. Uh, you got any plans for uh, the big city tonight? What you doing in New York? <laughs> uh, we're... we're uh... We're not exactly in the big city. We're in Queens. We're, we're near Long Island. And uh, uh, no offense to Queens, which is a fine place for <laughs> Long Island. It's not exactly Manhattan. Okay. Uh, it's, you find a good restaurant uh, 
the good thing for me with my last name, there's a lot of good Italian places awesome. to go find up here. So carb load with some pasta and get ready for tomorrow. Sounds like a plan. Mike, thanks so much, man. Have a great call. I know you will on Friday, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Sounds good, Cliff. Thank you. Thanks, man. There's Mike Maniscalco joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Carolina Hurricanes up two games to none, but – the, uh, the old cliche, the series doesn't really begin until the home team loses. So, Kane's trying to make that happen in these next two games up in New York. All right, let's take a timeout. We are going to try to conclude our game of Name That Sound. It could spill into Hour 3. In fact, it probably will. Marcus Crandall will also join us in Hour 3. We've got a lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. More Name That Sound after this. Somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in this shit. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. And Fifth Street serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 10.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. You can follow 5th Street Hardware on Instagram for the latest events and specials. 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room right beside the State Theater in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Shirley, let's go right back to you. Let's go speed round to wrap up Name That Sound. Yes, sir. Marcus Crandall is here in studio with us. Hello, Marcus. Good to see you. Good to see you guys, too. ECU Hall of Famer. Yes, I'm going to name that sound Hall of Famer, but I'll, I'm I'll down be... three to one. Oh, man. Yeah. You got to make a comeback. You got to make a comeback. So no, yes, but, but he, he does not have to. <laughs> he has not lost a game, Marcus, and Chandler has yet to win a game. This could so be the this, one. This is the right. one. You could be right. witnessing history here, Marcus. Yeah, I know absolutely. you're excited. I'm, I'm All right. We're uh, with excitement. <laughs> speed round. We right. have uh, round three plus bonus sound. Here we go. First one. We have such good luck in nature. We have such good luck in nature. We have such good luck in nature. I am awful today. I don't know if my head's not Here's in a it. hint. My it ear. is a movie. Okay. Do it again. We have such good luck in nature. Man. Cocaine bear. Yes, sir. I just saw that, too. <laughs> wow. Our, that was served wow. up. Does she have an accent? I got to say, yes. people yeah, have said. Look, look in nature. The fix is in for Chandler in this game. Shirley has put some on a tee for me today. I just watched I that tried, last week. I have tried to make it as even as possible. You ever heard of that? Cocaine bear, Marcus? No, I haven't. It's, a, it's wild. She set it up in the middle of the fairway. Oh, man. Just boom. <laughs> All right. Three to two. Three to two awesome. is your score. Now, this next sound, I will tell you, you will recognize the instrument, but I am looking for the musician. Okay. Okay. Jethro Tull. Nope. Well, I might be out. Do it again. This is a current musician. Uh, Taylor Swift. Nope. Is it a flute? Harry Styles. 
The instrument is a flute, yeah. yes, but I'm looking Who's for the musician the that plays said flute. Who's playing, playing the flute? flute? Currently? Oh, um, wasn't the bit, uh, Lizzo? You are correct, sir. <laughs> How do I know that? There was like a story about her playing some really expensive flute that I saw. Uh, it was a flute that was made by... Doesn't matter, we're in speed Andrew round. Jackson three or something three. like that. I don't know who it was. Oh, but wow. anyway. All right, here we go. So Lizzo. Lizzo is correct. <laughs> Chandler. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a Chandler. tie ball game. I'm stoned Footsteps. Right now. All right. All right, here we go. The next sound. Can you keep a secret? Cross your heart and ought to die. Father, son, and house of Gucci. Mm. Shall right. I play it again? Can you keep a secret? Oh, Nacho Libre. Cross your heart and ought to die. Father, son, and house of Gucci. I have no idea. Is it Maya Rudolph? No. From Saturday Night Live? No. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it was right there in the line. House Gucci. of Gucci. House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Wow. That would have been Lady I, Gaga, I, I by the way. Was, I thought that was two on the nose. Yeah, I guess yeah. Not. I, I decided to slip that one in there just to see if anybody would pick it up. What is that a show? It's a movie called It's a movie called House of Gucci. All right. All right. Here we go. Still tied. Three to three. Next sound. Well, everyone's talking about me. No one's talking about the water. Saturday Night Live. I'm looking for the character. It's uh, Taryn Killam. Well, everyone's nope. talking about me. No one's talking about the water. <laughs> I don't watch. Is it I, I know who he is, but I don't know his name. He's Do you, the, he does the weekend updates sometimes. He goes in there. But can you tell me what the skit is? I will give you a point if you can tell me what the skit is. He's the world. Well, everyone's talking about me. No one's talking about the water. Everyone's talking about me. He's a lightning me. bolt. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's like a thunder cloud. Everybody's talking about me. Well, he's everyone's the talking Statue about Liberty. me. No one's talking about the water. Titanic. He's a Titanic. No, he's not. Hey, what is it? He's a Titanic. He's a cruise ship. Well, everyone's talking about me. Was I close? No talking about you are close. Uh, oh, no. Titanic. Um, he's a... Uh, um, God, is he a piece of the boat? No. Is it a, he's the thing well, stuck in the canal. Me. The, uh, no one's talking about the water. All right, move on. I don't know. All right, that you were very, very close, Chandler, and I'm going to kick you because I showed you this skit about a thousand times. It's Bowen Yang. He was Bowen the Yang. iceberg. Oh, iceberg. man. He was the iceberg. I've seen that too, yeah. And claims that the water caused the Titanic to sink, <laughs> not the iceberg. Not the iceberg. Huh. We still have a tie ball game. We are down to the last sound of this round. We have a bonus sound. If you cannot get this sound, it's three all. Here we go. All right. Don't let him make you the villain. Maybe I already am. Oh, Cat my woman. goodness. Catwoman. Nope. Wonder Woman. Um, no, this is not on, a movie. Um, Don't let him make you the villain. WandaVision. Uh, you are correct, Boom. sir. Boom. And just like that. Like that, it is four to three. Clip has come roaring from Man. behind. This was a huge Marcus, rally. You've been in some games with some fourth quarter rallies, but oh, yes. none of them as impressive as this one. This is very impressive. <laughs> All right, I, Chandler. I'm glad to be here to witness this. I mean, this is 
Chandler, Chandler, this is the bonus sound. This is the bonus sound. You have a chance to... to, (laughs) Don't get nervous. I'm nervous. Remember Reggie Miller looking at Spike Lee? That's uh, that's Chandler right now. (laughs) Bonus sound, you have a chance to tie the game and just make this a draw. Tie. It's not worth a thousand points anymore? Nope. Not in this round. Okay. Here we go. The Emperor has spoken. House Aladdin. Atreides shall immediately take control of Arrakis. It's Robin Williams. He plays the genie. No. Arrakis. The emperor has spoken. House Atreides shall Atreides. immediately take control of Arrakis. What are those words? I feel like I've heard those words. You have a thousand times. <sighs> One more time. The emperor has spoken. House Atreides shall immediately take control of Arrakis. It's not Game of Thrones. Nope. House of the Dragon. Nope. Emperor's big move. <laughs> that can't be a thing. Movie or a show? It is a movie. Uh. One more time. The Emperor has spoken. House Atreides shall immediately take control of Arrakis. I'm just going to raise my hands like a boxer. I know Chandler's not going to get it. This one's over. I've come back Chandler? and won the game. Uh, I don't even need I'm this currently one. Currently on the ground. I'm trying to get up. Is it uh what's the uh Trojan movie? 300 3000 300 <laughs> 3000. Uh, well, there is, is a movie called 300. There is that is. your guess? And that would be incorrect. The correct answer would be Dune. Oh. oh. The I, House of Atreides. I read the book. Arrakis. I had to read the book in at ECU, I want to say. I'm a huge fan of the original from 1984. This was from the, the remake, one? the new one Haven't with Timothy Chalamet and like Zendaya. Uh, it's different. I'm so used to right. the 84 version. It's very, very different, but I like it. The cinematography is very good in it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a winner, and that would be Mr. Clip Brock. <laughs> Unbelievable. The uh, Although, super believable, now that I think about it. Chandler, how you feeling, buddy? Well, I, I wouldn't have gotten WandaVision. That was huge. That was a good pull. All right. I, I hate that I didn't get the iceberg one. That's what really yeah. yeah, because I've shown Chandler that skit about 7 oh, million times right. because I think it's hilarious. All right. Well, All right. Let's take week. a break. Yep. I, I played better today, at least. Marcus Crandall. There you go. Uh, he witnessed a great Take a positive. Better. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll talk about some more of Marcus. victory. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. We'll talk about some of Marcus's great comeback. There are no more vi- victories, Chandler. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're a rock star. Get your show. Get paid and all that. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying uh, appliances easy. Just that simple. The Appliances Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. 
The Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance. Plus, we'll deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore, off Highway 264 behind the new DMV, or shop us online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, coming off a rousing edition of Name That Sound. Chandler blew a 3-1 lead. That's what the headlines say. And we got Eric on YouTube saying, Chandler can't be that bad, can he? And I feel like we do this in sports. You focus on the negative. Maybe Chandler's not that bad. Maybe I'm that good. Maybe. I mean, you know, like we, we focus You've on the... You've been doing this for a long time, Mark <laughs> I've, I've had great hearing my whole life, Marcus, <laughs> and I'm putting it to good use now. Awesome. Um, uh, let's focus on the positive side of this, not the negative side. Right, Chandler? Oh, I'm, I'm not thinking about the negative side. I'm thinking about the positive. Like, I thought to myself earlier that I thought I did pretty decent after yeah. a two-week hiatus. And uh, there was just there were some that I just simply did not know. There were some that I obviously knew. I knew three in the iceberg one. I knew that one, so that was the one that really made me kick myself in the butt. But hey, I tomorrow's look, a new day. I'm taking the positive out of it, and I'm going to roll with that. All right, gotta make a deal go. with God. Deal with God, <laughs> Marcus. Um, any great comebacks in your playing career that come to mind immediately, where you're down and you you make that fourth quarter rally? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of games that I can think of. We played um, Southern Miss down in Southern Miss. Um, we played Syracuse in Syracuse. Carrier down. So the, yeah, that, that was two uh, games that I can think of, actually. Uh, the, the, probably the most memorable is probably the Syracuse game because we came back from, I'm not sure what the score was, but it was like 24 to 3 or something like that. Uh, we went in at halftime, and uh, Coach Logan sat down and pulled me to the side and said hey hey mark crandall we're gonna go back out there and we're gonna throw the ball every single down and guess what we did pretty much <laughs> chunked it around pretty the yard around. what year was that 90 that was uh 94 okay let's see was the um so there's been a lot of ecu southern miss great games were you in the one oh, no, actually sorry hold on okay it was 95 okay 95 i believe actually were you in the game that uh the pirates I believe fake the field goal got a penalty called. Yep. And then that, that was Southern Miss. Yeah. Yeah. That was that Southern Miss game. Yeah. I remember uh, I brought that up with Troy, Troy and I were talking about that because I was coming home from Cotillion, which is where we went to learn how to dance for some reason. But I remember listening to that on the way home on the radio. And my mom was driving and uh, I was like, what are they doing? They're faking it. And then Jeff Charles was on the call. Uh, you got a pass interference or something, I think, on the yep, fake. On the fake. And then was able down to. The field and uh, yeah. I think the ball was thrown to Scott Richards, I believe, released um, from the tight end position on the, on the line there. And then he was down. He was pretty much probably in good position to score if he caught the ball. And uh, the guy just grabbed him, hauled him down, and they called P.I. And. But it was just so much leading up into that moment, right? As far as the coming back, you know, and um, you know, we had a, a big play by Jason Nichols, who caught the ball on the sidelines to kind of give us an opportunity to to fake the field goal, so to speak. And um, and then everything just unfolded from there, man. It was good, classic, Very exciting uh, time. classic Logan moment. I mean, you probably you Absolutely. guys probably didn't even blink when he called a 
a fake in that situation. Like, yeah, right, let's roll. You know what? Because lots of people are in the dark, right, in regards to what what's going on out there on the field, especially special teams. Uh, we came off the sidelines. I was kind of wondering to myself. I was like, man, we should go for it, right, and try to get in a closer field field goal position, um, possibly. But that's that's the gamble that he uh, took, and uh, that's the type of person he was as a coach. And uh, it worked out for us. I'm trying to find a box score. I can't. I see. Uh, I saw a headline. Big rally. Crandall ignites pirate victory. Uh, talking about that Syracuse game. I uh, can't pull up a uh, find a box score on it. But uh, that was. Uh, you had a good recall on that one, Marcus. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was uh, against Donovan McNabb. That's why I say it was probably the most memorable. Uh, Donovan McNabb, Marvin Harrison, those guys. Man. Uh, they man, they had a great team. They've always had some great teams when we played them, but um, it, it was it was great times. Uh, we came back and just you know everybody made plays that day, and uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball as well. Uh, guys uh, stuck up and uh, and uh, got some good sacks. That they were very opportune times, and and uh, and also made some good defensive plays down the field on Marvin Harrison. I don't know about a, a rivalry, but a, a lot of meetings uh, between ECU and Syracuse That's in right. those days. I remember seeing at least one. I want to say there was a real rainy one here in Greenville that I saw live one year. All right, I got it. So Marcus Crandall threw for wow. a career high, 392 yards and four touchdowns three in the second half so you're right that halftime speech uh let's throw the ball you said all right gotcha uh overcame a 21 to nothing deficit to beat syracuse 27 24 dang i didn't even need to look it up you had everything right there Uh, almost almost i actually had no idea what my stats were to be honest with you that's the kind of people that we had around in the organization there's uh and marcus crandall said we tried to spread out the defense and get jaris mcphail on a linebacker one-on-one you said uh i like and and jaris said i like the matchup with the linebackers i think that is positive yards all day so y'all were playing football in 1995 the way everybody plays now uh, that's what you do now spread it out spread it out that was uh, a little unique probably when the y'all one were doing thing it. we didn't do though we didn't throw a lot of the screen the bubble screen okay. that they do nowadays and so um and i think uh one of the nfl coaches talked about that as well i think steve young because he was a great spread them out time and throwing time and throws and and um and you no know, just spreading the ball out to jerry rice and i forget who the other receiver there was uh man john taylor john but that was taylor. more montana i think than young but yeah he was and, there and terrell owens T-O, terrell owens yeah. and um yeah and he talked about how the bubble screens can, bubble screens kind of help out the the quarterback as far as taking the pressure off of in the run game and the pass game and just giving that easy completion to the guys and let them make plays uh robert says 95 syracuse game was my first pirate game he's from new york and that game made him a pirates fan so there you that's pretty cool that, mark that is awesome man that is awesome <laughs> pirates are everywhere man yep yes sir all over the map robert matthews says number five my all-time favorite qb he said did marcus ever get tired of hearing logan call him mark <laughs> no <laughs> he called because you that, what, growing up that's what people called me mark oh really yeah okay and, uh, i think he rem- he remembered that and he just stuck with him <laughs> and uh you know it was good uh marcus crandall joining us uh, i love going back over these uh these old uh, do you get tired of talking about the old days marcus or is it all right um <laughs> it's all right man because all right. i you know you go in so much uh you, you go so much time without talking about it and yeah. then you get with the guys you know you have that reconnection with 
you know, some of the former players and we talk about a little bit of it. And then being on this show, of course, uh, we go back a little bit every now and then. And so it, it, it's good. Uh, you know, we got a lot of power fans that um, that have really done some good things as far as uh, the community that, you know, were back there, you mm-hmm. know, fans back then and, and our grownups now, so to speak. And, um, yeah, it's great, man. It's great. I don't mind talking about it at all. You are the leading passer uh, pre-2000 uh, in ECU football history. Actually, David Garrard played 80, uh, 98, 99, 2001. But you are fifth all-time. And, again, you guys are are throwing the ball. I'd love to see what other school, wherever Mike Leach was back in the yep. mid-'90s, was probably chunking it around. Uh, June Jones, June I remember, Jones. used to throw it yeah. a lot with uh hawaii and yep. wherever he was then but uh yeah you guys were probably throwing it as much or more than anybody back then yeah i'm pretty sure we were uh but the, the special thing about it though is that we still had great running backs we yeah. still had a great running game uh i think that's where the pass game and and we kind of fed off of each other we had a good running game some guy some uh sometimes and then uh, where the pass game wasn't doing so well, and then the run game opened up the pass and vice versa. Yeah, and so these days you hear, well, and, and it's almost changed, but you always heard you run to set up the pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of offenses designed now to kind of pass to set up the run. Right. Do you feel like y'all were almost doing that back in your day, passing to set up a run, or did it all start with the run first? How, how did it go for you guys? You know what? we um, it, it's, it's pretty much – how the defense, what the pres- right, defense okay. presented to us. Yeah. Uh, because Coach Logan, as I got more mature in the offense, within the offense, it gave me more flexibility to change a run to a pass or uh, just um, just rise up and throw the pass instead of the run, so to speak, and just getting on the same page with the guys. And so we had that luxury of, of, of kind of uh, ad-living a little, bit, a little bit, and so we did a good job of it was was successful and so they continued to let us take control so to speak all right let me ask you about some things we saw then that are rare today first of all uh quarterback under center what percent were you under center as uh, opposed to shotgun you know what early on in my career i was under quite a bit uh i think when i started to uh, become more of a shotgun quarterback was um i think i hurt my wrist and i want to say it was 95 95 and 94 uh and so i couldn't actually take a snap mm. i had it wrapped up and all that so and, they had uh, to change so everything of, then. yeah we, we kind of just went to shotgun pretty much predominantly from that point on what well, did you like it that I, way i did yeah i did there was some uh, there's, there's good and the bad about it right um you know when you're under center you get the ball quicker right and so you get your eyes on the defense quicker mm-hmm. all those things your pre-snap reads and all those things um happens um, you, you get to see it faster. When you're in shotgun, that split second of the ball coming back to you and you have to take your eyes off the defense to mm. look at the ball and see it in, a lot can happen within that time frame. Man. A split second, man, and the whole defense changes. Uh, and then as a quarterback, your maturity, uh, you have to become more mature as far as how quickly can I catch the ball, get my eyes back set on the defense, and then figure out what they're trying to do and then – also, <laughs> keep in mind what your guys are. You're doing thinking as well. of a million things a in a, a second. How, I mean, how many times do you do you rep that like in practice? The the snap, the catch, the look like you, you're doing that constantly, right? You know what? It's uh, it's more actually after practice. And oh, I, really? I did a lot of this, man. On I your own kind of stuff. I did a lot of this just visualization. Yeah. Um, I, I really think it's key to playing sports and in, in any athletics. 
Uh, visualization it was key for me. I, I visualized calling the plays. I visualized uh, running the plays. I visualized making plays. And I visualized um, just, you know, moves that I would do, you know, for that game, so to speak. I would do them in practice, right? And then, um, you know, some of my defensive guys, some of our defensive guys be like, man, that ain't going to work. <laughs> Mark, see, that ain't going to work. And then we get in practice, you know, they stop it, but then we get in the game. I do a little spin move and it works in the game. There you go. Practice. Uh, another thing we used to see that we don't see a lot of, especially in college football, is a huddle. Yeah. Uh, how much uh, did you guys huddle uh, as opposed to no huddle back we, then? We huddled a lot, actually. Yeah. And then we didn't huddle. The most, of, the majority of the time we didn't huddle was pretty much two-minute drill. Right. Yep. We Two-minute drill where we're trying to come back um, or at the end of the half, the first half. And now what you see is guys go to the line get up there and then step back and yeah. they'll get signs in right that's so, right there's yeah. a lot of different ways to do it uh, i think each coach each um offensive coordinator I, I believe that's where it pretty much derives from uh have their own unique um you know thoughts about how to approach it and then they just kind of go from there you can snap it quickly uh so some guys have a, a certain amount of time that they want it snapped under Right, and so and then just kind of go from there, and then it just becomes a culture for the team. Yeah, you mentioned uh, ad libbing, Marcus. How much autonomy did you have at the line to say uh, to to check to audible to do things like that? I'm sure Logan trusted you, so yeah, he did. But he was the offensive guy, so how much did he let you do out there? He he actually, as these years went on, he let me get more control of it. Yeah, Um, but it really much. Uh, pretty much all boiled down to when we break the line of scrimmage, one of the first things that we did was look at the play clock as a quarterback. And so if we had more time, it, it allowed me more time to look at the defense and, and make a, put us in a better place, so to speak. Right. But sometimes, man, it uh, you know, you get a late substitution or whatever it may be, uh, trying to figure out the play we're going to run, uh, and then you don't get to play in as quickly and you don't get to line as quickly and get set. And so, therefore, you have less time to make those decisions. Marcus Crandall joining us. I love uh, picking the brain of an all-time great uh, quarterback. We'll talk more football. We'll talk a little NFL draft. Uh, We'll talk about those guys and uh, more when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. We'll also make you a winner coming up next segment. So stick around. More to go with ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall. If you have a question or comment, you can get it in. Of course, we have a question about the UCF player that injured Marcus. We always get those questions. I know you're tired of those, but uh, have you ever talked to the UCF player that injured your leg, Marcus? No, I haven't. All right, Robert. So there you go. No. Have not spoken with him. Uh, If you got anything else for Marcus Crandall, you can get that in on Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook. More to go. Pirate Radio Live when we return after this. I am down. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome uh, back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC Cadillac Buick in Mazda and Eastern North Carolina since 1937. 
shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, talking about potential future Pirates in the NFL. And, of course, uh, you guys are talking about Jairus McPhail during the break. And, Marcus, uh, speed can open a door for you, right? Oh, and, my uh, goodness. Yes, it can. <laughs> Absolutely. And in his, any sport. His speed got him a uh, foot in the door with the Miami Dolphins in the NFL. We're hoping and we're thinking uh, Keaton Mitchell will have that same That's thing right. happen coming yeah. up uh, in the, the draft. Uh, begins next Thursday, by the way. We're one week yes, away from the NFL draft. And we were talking about other potential Pirates. Got a couple of receivers to keep an eye on. Marcus with C.J. Johnson and Isaiah Winstead. And guys that maybe won't get their name called we'll see but i think we'll certainly get a shot uh as a a, hopefully a rookie free agent deal type of thing you know what that's the um, that's the main thing is that um guys stay focused on you know just a process um you got to be you know realistic when it comes to the draft so to speak in regards to there's only a certain amount of guys that's going to get drafted and then uh, if you don't get drafted or if you get drafted in the late rounds you know, I, I think the um, the positive thing out of it is, you know, you, there, there's a Tom Brady out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant or whatever. And um, you, you just never know, right? And uh, Brock Purdy with the Niners last year, right? Absolutely, man. <laughs> you just never know. You, so you just got to stay focused in on the process of, you know, going from college to the pro level. And, yeah. Uh, whatever shot you get, you try to uh, do your best to prepare for it and then make the most of it we were doing a exercise with a panthers uh buddy tony dunn who joins us on fridays looking back at past drafts and saying would you would you keep this guy you drafted in the first round or draft somebody below him and they had drafted i believe it was the year they drafted jordan gross who was a great offensive lineman and uh, and i said would you rather uh draft him in the first round or just not make any picks at all and pick up antonio gates undrafted he went undrafted mm-hmm. that year mm-hmm. he's a hall of famer so that's right those things happen it's yeah, kind of rare but but they do happen pretty much every year uh so uh man good luck to those guys and we'll Absolutely. be uh keeping in, t- in touch with them and finding out where they land holton aylers as well so draft going on thursday friday and then uh the weekend they'll wrap it up and uh and we'll find out if they get rookie free agent deals where they are and all that congratulations once again warren saba uh had his first game of the season in the usfl former pirate safety was injured last year in the first game didn't get to play the whole year credit to him credit to the team for for sticking with him mm-hmm. uh he has an interception the first week almost takes it to the house gets tackled at the two so his teammates are getting on him about that but uh but that's great to see marks you got a lot of a lot of options these days. You got the XFL and USFL going on currently. Yeah, you do, man. It's uh, it's great for you know people that love sports and love football, love the game of football. Uh, you know they took away NFL Europe, and so this right. is pretty much you know it's homegrown right here in the US of A, and so it gives guys an opportunity to continue their careers after college football, and then you know they again another option is the Canadian Football League. They can go up yeah. north and north of the border and and uh extend their career as well and when you're having those great years in canada so the usfl was big for a little while in the 80s right, right. and then the xfl came around the first time for one year in yeah. the late 90s to early yeah, two, 2000s 2000. um so when you're playing in canada were there many options to play in other leagues 
There was the NFL Europe. So that was still around. That was the NFL Europe. But when I got up there, the USFL was finishing up or or just finished or whatever. Uh, So that wasn't an option. And it was the NFL Europe, which you actually had to get allocated. So you had to get signed by an NFL team. Oh, and then then they put you somewhere. Allocate you and and send you over to Europe. Did you ever? uh, Did you ever play arena ball and throw for like seven hundred yards in a game? Played arena, and um, (laughs) you know what? I just before. I want to say 2001 when I went up to Calgary, I had this little spurt of you know uh, not not playing football and, and just waiting for the next opportunity, so to speak. Um, I, I was getting some calls from some uh, arena football teams. My goodness, um, the numbers you could have put up there. Oh man, I mean, you look at and, and I thought about it right because yeah. I looked at Kurt Warner. You know, oh yeah, started, you yeah. know, so he got his opportunity there and then uh, got the uh, NFL shot, and so look what he did. Marcus Crandall joining us. Marcus, a uh, great player. You coached. So, I, I, and we'll kind of tie this into the draft with Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, uh, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Uh, these these coaches, these scouts are looking at every inch and every bit of film and all they can. What? This is a tough one to answer. You can kind of rank them if you want to, but what is, what's the best trait, the biggest trait you're looking for when it comes to a, a starting quarterback? You're absolutely right, man. It's a tough uh, ordeal there for sure. Um, for me personally, it's um, and, and I kind of alluded to it earlier in regards to uh, when you learn and when you're learning an offense, uh, something because you're going to be learning something new. All right, how well will you learn that offense, uh, and then how quickly can you grasp it and execute on the field and process information as it happens full speed. Uh, there's physical to that but a lot of that is mental it's correct? a lot of mental yeah it's a lot of mental man it is in this and it, it comes from repetition but it also comes from just uh, ability and, and then working hard to you know just the uh get that everybody has something in them right as far as you know when you're not athletic it's something in you all right when you're athletes um, you have that ability to to play football right and so it's down there somewhere is how quickly can you get you gotta that find out? it <laughs> you got to find it man the power within you got to find it bring it out and uh, let it get out there on that field as quickly as possible and when you enjoy doing something you'll you'll work at it a little harder you enjoy working on it more and i say that so you're studying for a geography test That's and right. you're studying a playbook uh, can you do those the same, or are you more into that playbook than you were that geography book? Man, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're more into that playbook. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're looking. I mean, are there any similarities, though, from classwork to a play, like playbook work? And that, I mean, can you, or is it completely different? I mean, it's, um, it's similarities, but there's definitely completely different because <laughs> uh, from, a, from geology or wherever, geography, yeah. whatever, uh, scientists, whatever it is. Uh, you, you you're not gonna go out there on the field and get hit. You're just, that's a good. Yeah. So you're playing with your life in this other book. That, that's right. And if you, and again, if you're not really super interested in it, you you you're not gonna go you know all in on it. But that's with right. the playbook, you are. So how much like actual study? You hear the phrase "study the playbook." How much studying actually goes on? It, it's a lot of it, man. Yeah. It's a lot because um, you know you get the NFL playbooks or any any professional playbook. Uh, they throw a lot at you at one time, right? And see how well you can process that information and take it in, and uh, not not just process it and take it in, but uh, but to retain it, right? You got to know it. Um, I just uh, coaching last year at uh, Livingstone College. You know, I, I I told the guys pre, you know, before spring ball is we're going to throw it at you, all right? How much can you retain? 
how much how fast can you produce it out there on the field or put it back out there on the field and so um, those are some of the things that coaches look at in, in regards to every position right how, how well can you learn the system and how are you going to get out there and, and, and perform within that system? I tell you, you, you kind of hit on it there, but how much uh, has been given to Flynn and Mason Garcia this spring that they'll use in the fall? Have they pretty much, and I know you don't know the inside workings, but as a coach, as a player, in your experience, how much is given to you in the spring and how much more is kind of added to it summer, fall camp, that, that kind of thing? I think it's based on the film that they have. I think um, they probably build what they're doing right now based upon, you know, what they've done in the past. Yeah. And uh, and then just seeing how well they've grasped that and kind of uh, pretty much matured as a player. And then um, really, it's, it's really a smorgasbord, a smorgasbord of, of things as far as um, athleticism, uh, playmaking, accuracy all right. those things and see how well they can perform in those areas yeah and i asked donnie kirkpatrick you know how different will the offense look say if mason garcia is playing compared to whole nailers and he says they're not gonna you know reinvent the wheel but the, all players have different skill sets, right? right? So, and and Holden could run, but man, Mason he, he can move, and he's a big fella. Um, so I don't I don't know exactly how much different it'll look, but I don't know. In your opinion, Marcus, what what would you do with Mason that you didn't do with Holden, and, and what do you want to see the same things from? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't watched a lot of Mason. There hadn't been too much to yeah. watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, but. Um, but from what I understand, he, he's he's very athletic. I think he's. Uh, I think you probably have to get him out of the pocket a little bit more than you did with uh, with Holton. Um, and so, uh, just being able to do more uh, RPO type mm-hmm. of plays with him, uh, I think, and, and allowed him the ability to get out there outside of the pocket and make plays. Uh, our buddy Randolph checking in on YouTube. He says, uh, "Afternoon, Marcus Crandall. I graduated from Roanoke in '82." I heard about you playing in high school when he was stationed in Germany. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, Randolph, good dude. We see I, him. I wonder up. what part of Germany was he in. Yeah, where were you at, Randolph? Um, but uh, yeah, another Roanoke. I, I know I told Bailey this. I think I told you too. As a Washington fan, I used to love seeing the highlights on uh, Touchdown Friday of the Roanoke Redskins oh, with the helmets. Man. Oh. <laughs> as, a, as a Washington fan, it got me fired up for Sundays. Yeah, of course, seeing those uh, those highlights. Yeah, um, So he, he's probably in Frankfurt, right? I guess if he's tell. Uh, and Randolph told me. Um, that when he was stationed, and I can't remember what uh, branch you were in, Randolph, you can tell us on uh, YouTube if you're tuning in, but he said that they would play some really physical uh, football games within their, their unit oh, and everything. Oh, I'm sure, yes. Over there. Absolutely. So they had uh, some, Competition, big, man. some big-time football games between uh, each other. That's, uh, that'd be a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, so, Marcus, when you're looking at the new crop of quarterbacks, and and we'll talk to Tony Dunn, uh, C3 podcast, tomorrow about this, because it looks like the Panthers, everything's trending to them drafting Bryce Young, and everybody, uh, the Panthers fans are enamored right now with his interviews, just the way he speaks, his leadership, his intelligence. Apparently, I don't know if they do the uh, Wonderlick anymore. I think there's another test, and he, like, aced it, so there's that part of it and people are excited about it and then there's the cynical people like myself sometimes that say all right cool he can do my science homework but can he throw a foot you know is he tall enough big enough so it all kind of goes together right and and man it's got to be tough to 
to separate a Stroud from a Young, especially because a lot of times these guys are throwing in clean pockets to wide open receivers, you know, yeah. at those big time schools. That's right. So uh, maybe it does come down to who interviews better or who uh, who they want representing the team, things like that. Yeah, I mean that. Um, there's there's a lot to you know un- unravel there in regards to who to pick and all those things. I think each team. Uh, I think they've done their homework and do, and their uh, due diligence in this process of of choosing who they want. Um, and so, when you talk about uh, each player, right? How is that player going to fit in your system, right? And so that's what they're basing their decisions off of. When they interview each player, right? How does he fit in with our team, with our players, uh, with our coaching staff, um, and with the work ethic that's going to be, you know, pretty much thrown upon them. Now, there's some guys that are too good no matter what system you're running, right? That's like, right. I'll take this guy and we'll work around his system. That's right. <laughs> but that's but right. I think you're you're probably right in this point when it doesn't feel like there's a, a Peyton Manning or, you know, Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be, and, and I think he could be turning into that, mm-hmm. but a sure thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these guys, uh, it's about what Frank Reich wants to do there in carolina and uh he's worked with some good quarterbacks he's made some not so great quarterbacks win super bowls nick folk uh, for example so uh it's gonna be fascinating to see if it is bryce young how that works out in carolina uh we gotta get another break in as we do shirley we need to make somebody a winner and open up the booty bag booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere all right 317-1250 what are we giving away on this thursday a ten dollar gift card to familia awesome uh man i was gonna wait till friday but i might do a pizza of the week at familia tonight it's a large pizza for 12 bucks It'll feed a family. It'll feed me for uh, about a day and a half. So uh, that is a go-to at Familia. They got a lot of great stuff on the menu. Shirley, what call are you looking for? Six. Caller six, 317-1250. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Jackie Hutcherson from Winterville who picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia is on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Marcus, I'm going to give you and myself homework before next Thursday. Let's try to watch some NBA playoff basketball. Because I haven't. <laughs> I've been a bad sports fan. I'll be honest. 
it, I wasn't into it all regular season because the Hornets were one of the worst teams in the league, and it just took me out of everything. Um, but tonight, I am going to watch Sacramento Golden State. I'm going to make yeah. that promise to you folks because all of a sudden I'm fascinated by that series uh, with Sacramento up two games to none. Uh, Marcus and I just learning because we haven't been following it closely that Kawhi Leonard out tonight for the Clippers so big advantage for the Suns they are on the road that series tied at one game apiece as they will play tonight in LA and then also, also in the Kings and Warriors uh, matchup tonight Draymond. no, no Draymond and Green. he will be serving his one game suspension so let's let's what happened with that all right so Marcus saw the play and saw the stomp and I, I, I'll set it up even before this because I think this is a big factor of it I told Marcus about it and he said well, Draymond Green, that's uh, that's his thing. That's what he does. <laughs> that's that's the natural reaction, right? So then like, you see surprising. you see the play. Yeah. You see Sabonis, which, by the way, do you remember Arvita Sabonis for the uh, Blazers back in the day? Yes, I do. His son uh, is, is quite a player now. Yeah. Um, but Sabonis has his foot kind of wrapped up. Draymond Green breaks free and kind of does a stomp and a jump. And you see that, Marcus, and you say, huh okay that's more of uh you called it like a natural reaction right yeah i I think it was i think uh he was trying to get back down the court yeah yep got his leg grabbed and then you're off balance right you look at it i think he was a little bit off balance and then uh you can see him hop a little bit and then his foot get pulled down and so and then your foot's got to land somewhere and unfortunately it was right (laughs) right on him okay and looking at the and looking at it now and now that we're talking about it kind of breaking it down the jump that he did at the end, maybe that's a reaction of him being like, "Oh crap, I just stepped." That's on him. right, and then he's just kind of jumped in the air. Yeah, like it's all just natural reaction. Like you're, you, oh man, I'm stepping on somebody. I got to get off of him. All yeah, right, but it, don't get me wrong, Draymond Green. Now let's go to get, back to where we started. I, I get that yeah. too. The boy yes, that cried absolutely. wolf, and he, and we've seen this so many times. <laughs> you just don't. He doesn't have any more benefits of the doubt to give, so to speak. You know what I mean? You, you know what, man? This is the playoffs. I, I really do think they need to take a good hard look at that and, and say, hey, before they he, suspend he's an somebody. important piece. Yeah to this team or to that team and so uh before they suspend them i think they really need to take a good hard look and say hey man really was that intentional All right no, no matter what he's done in the past right was you this incident, was that intentional now i don't think so yeah well uh they'll be without him tonight uh when they take on sacramento i think the warriors bounce back in a pretty big way at home but we'll yeah. see um uh, chandler uh we haven't really so i i said i'm gonna take the suns this was like a month ago to win it all mm. I, mean, I think I, you said this was even before kevin durant like the the rumors mm. were going around that kevin no nah, it was right when he got he okay. went there all right but i do remember you were hopping on the bandwagon i said give me the sun so i guess i'll stick hey. with that um but let's go around the horn who are you taking to win it all man um i guess i don't want to say the suns but man i i would say the warriors but can they do what they've done in the past and that's come back in a series win it but they they did that in the final round like, all right your first reaction is warriors. warriors marcus how about you i actually didn't pick a team because i did the same thing you did when kevin durant got traded uh and then looked at the two teams out that way out that way and, and they're matching up right now the clippers mm-hmm. uh paul george and russell westbrook yeah um i said the winner of those two teams okay is going to win the championship that series winner yeah None of us talk about the 53-win Denver Nuggets. 
Uh, we don't believe in them or the 51 win Memphis Grizzlies. Don't I was believe say, in them. Memphis might be a team to look out for because they're so fun. They have a lot of you know playmakers like John, John Morant's a walking highlight reel. Yeah, and then the the uh, the but Brooks he, uh, guy. He was out last he, night. He, he broke his hand or something like that, I believe. All right, didn't uh, play. Yeah. yeah, he played a little bit and then. Had to go to the sidelines. Had to go to the bench. Uh, West is fascinating. And in the East, uh, you know, can Embiid and the Sixers, you know, finally put it together this year? Will it be the Celtics or uh, the Greek Freak getting back to the championship? Looks like it's going to be between those three teams. Although, uh, Brooklyn did win a game in that Bucks series. Uh, so, uh, the Celtics having no problem right now in their series. And uh, Cleveland Knicks, interesting. I don't know how much of a fight they could put up against Milwaukee in round two. So uh, a quick look at the playoffs. I'm going to try to get more into it. Really enjoyed watching the Canes last night uh, as they beat the Islanders game three of that series coming up on Friday night. And uh, so we're following that. And, Marcus, we're following ECU baseball, who's won nine games in a row. That's awesome. Playing great. They'll be on the road this weekend. Not surprising. Taking on Wichita State. Uh, this is about the time they get cranked up and start reeling off wins, and they're already in the middle of that with nine in a row right now. All right, we got to get our final break in. We'll come back. You're ready to wrap things up on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show it was a rough day for the stock market uh, today the dow was down 110 points at 33,786. the nasdaq was down 97 points at 12,059. The S&P was also down 24 points at 4,129. That is a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back to Clip. All righty. Thank you, Shirley. Chandler Honeycutt, Clip Brock, and Marcus Crandall here wrapping up Pirate Radio Live. And Marcus, today's show will probably be a lot like uh, all of our gatherings with you here on Thursdays. We'll talk about your glory days. We'll talk about what's going on now and everything in between. So, fun show. Love uh, talking football and sports with you, man. Enjoyed it. good, man. Same here. Next week, we'll uh, have a little tighter focus on the NFL draft as it will be draft day. So, we'll talk about that and more with uh, Marcus Crandall next Thursday right here on Pirate Radio Live. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you Friday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of PRL. For Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and the Hall of Famer, I'm Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.